welcome. <gasps> oh, great Odin's Raven. <laughs> I like that one. Well, that's a that's a nice welcome to our podcast for this evening. That's uh, Jonathan's corncob pipe. We don't get. We're not going to get crank the knob. Oh, <laughs> I have something that goes along with that crank the knob crank sound bite, the knob. but no. Oy, oy when I heard when you, <laughs> I gotta tell I you, missed, I told I missed some of it because I was at work or I was doing something and I didn't know why he posted it because I didn't listen to it. So when Pat shared that in our group chat, I was like, like even I was like, did he just like did he just say I'm gonna crank your knob? <laughs> I'm like. Yeah, man. Yeah, you know, I, I got to admit, I I had no memory of that happening, uh, and I just it really I just accidentally found it on YouTube more or less, and that <laughs> um, it just like was like you know I went to the YouTube app on my phone and was looking to put something up, and that was just there probably because of other stuff I clicked on because that's the way the YouTube app seems to work anymore, and I was just like like. What, what is this? And like I clicked on it, and I like you know you set it, and I just went because <laughs> I was at work. So not the place you want to burst out laughing, even though my office isn't you know such a you know place where it's like you know, oh you must make quiet at all times. But if I just started randomly laughing in the middle of the uh, in the middle of the day, and other people ask me what's so funny, Pat, and if I had to try to explain that, it wouldn't have been such an easy task. <laughs> Uh, one I'm watching a not so PC um, <laughs> clip. Uh, it, it's an old, it's an old video of uh, Hulk Hogan where he was talking about cranking knobs. <laughs> not see, knobs see. was a wrestler, and he was talking about him. Ah, <laughs> uh, knobs was one of Hogan's buddies. So yeah, well, there you go. He was cranking knobs, knob. <laughs> <laughs> he might have. Who knows? I think it would have been the other way around, personally, but it would have been Nobs cranking Hogan's knob. Surprise, motherfucker. He, he, had, he, had gone, he had gone to Nastyville. Ew. Uh, it all Pat, depends there, who you go to Nastyville with, but, you know, yeah, whatever. Pat, was good. there was there an inside joke as to why you said Merry Christmas to me instead of Happy Birthday? Because I, I was, like, <laughs> lost on that one. Uh, no, just being silly. I mean, it's it's kind of sort of like uh, if you've ever saw like the uh, the the Disney Cinderella, um, like when they unveiled the when the when all well okay yeah but when all the mice is, you're talking to the person who doesn't watch anything that's cartoon related of I any know, content. It's, it's like, it's like when, when when all the mice unveiled the dress to, to Cinderella, the one mouse goes you know happy birthday and the other mouse is like no 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 so. It was just about like you know getting the greeting wrong, so yeah, a little little Gus Gus, Gus Gus. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, at least I knew I didn't have at least somebody here who knows the Disney shit. Man, I've uh, watched the one, with, the one with kids, of course. So yeah, I've watched, <laughs> dude. It doesn't even have to be kids. Talk about very very many moons ago. One of my exes um, was a Disney like fanatic, and mm -hmm. she so watched all those watch movies. That's not true. I just enjoy movies, and I've always enjoyed it's cartoons. Compromising there, AJ. <laughs> it's also what called you, you don't have movie. to compromise on everything, though, too. So no, I I enjoy Disney movies, but uh, yeah. So the fact that she was a Disney fanatic, like 
we watched a lot of Disney movies together. Uh, and I have no problem watching cartoons because I, I enjoy cartoons. I've always been a cartoon guy. Think, speaking of cartoons, I've been watching a lot of uh, anime lately. A lot of different anime series is on uh, Netflix. Catch my eye and I watch those. Mm-hmm. Some uh, some really good ones too. I, have I always find in my queue to watch. <laughs> Still so, don't get to. <laughs> so speaking, thinking about cartoons and anime, I'm trying to figure out why almost every anime I have ever watched draws women with extraordinary, extraordinary <laughs> large breasts. I'm like, are these men like that? <laughs> like, are they super horny? Hey, are they probably... They- <laughs> dude, listen, there's female animators in Japan now that draw them like that too. It's funny. They uh, that's, that's always been their thing. And it's funny. I've been watching this one. Um, it's called The Seven Deadly Sins. The one guy mm-hmm. is like a total pervert in that show. Like the main character, the main mer- main character, he's always grabbing her boobs and sticking his head yeah. up her dress. And I'm like, yes. you can tell this was not a series that was ever released on television in in uh, America. Like this was definitely Japanese or Chinese, and Netflix bought it because they knew people were going to watch it. Eighty <laughs> percent of anime is not for anybody any kid under the age of like 15 <laughs> like legitimately dragon ball z different story you know some of the other stuff but yeah a majority of it yeah it's more for the uh the adult liking per se well yeah and even some of them has cursing like uh, a couple of them i watched have like in a you know uh inappropriate language for that age group too not oh yeah not a lot but enough of them did you watch uh watch castlevania yet oh dude that show's freaking awesome what are you talking about? Yeah. So talk about gore, cursing, nudity, sex. Oh my God, it's <laughs> you got get it all on that show. <laughs> you couldn't make that show live, though. You couldn't make it a live action show. It'd be just too hard. It's... It'd be rated X if it was. <laughs> just for the blood and gore and stuff like that. Just all that. That'd be like rated quadruple X <laughs> with that <laughs> if it was a live action. Just because. Yeah, oh man. So what happened this week, guys? Anything good happened to anybody? Well, I mean, I got older, so yes. AJ is now he's he's hopped into the second half of his lifehood. If he reaches ninety, <laughs> <laughs> you still got a couple more years till he hits that, you know, almighty five uh, zero. Yes, that half half a century mark there. Yes, because AJ, if I uh, I'm gonna. Uh, you are 70. Yeah, 70. <laughs> Put the wrong number first. You're 47. 46. 46. Okay. 46. 46. I mean, even I did make you older by accident. 46. So that's I why I said you jumped into the later half because you're now officially over 45. So you're in the later half of your <laughs> years. Oh, man. But if you live to 90, man, you're only halfway, just over halfway there. You guys were, I told Joe, you guys were cutting it close that night. I actually thought you guys forgot. Well, I'm going to be honest. I am the one of the, probably the one of the worst people with birthdays. I'm thank God that Facebook reminds you of people who have birthdays and enough people uh, sent you birthday messages on Facebook. They're like, oh, I'm like, oh shit. Today is, I'm like, fuck, his birthday is in November. Because at, <laughs> at one point I, at one point I told Nicole, I'm like, man. This is going to be bad if Jeremy's brothers both send me something and then Jeremy doesn't. <laughs> you know what's yeah. funny about that, Jeremy? I turned all that notification shit off. 
Oh, I can't. I don't get I'll no. forget people that are important. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't have. I don't get no. I don't get uh, birthday notifications anymore. I turned that shit off years ago. Yeah, I would love to say that the only people I don't forget are my family, but I mean I don't forget them. But I screw up my dad's and my wife's birthday because they're both in November, and it's I want to try. I always want to make my dad's the nineteenth and my wife's the twenty eighth. But it's my dad's is the 18th and my wife's is the 29th. But I screw up the numbers for some reason in my head. Ever since I got together with Jill, like a couple years in, I fuck up their days. Like I always want to make my wife the 28th. I don't know why I do that. You need to tattoo that shit on your arm somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of tattoos, I do plan on getting another tattoo. I'm going to, I've uh, already booked my appointment uh, for two weeks before my birthday. Sweet. And he's finally going to get that big rocket man on his back. That's right. That looks <laughs> that looks like a penis. <laughs> rocket man. Oh yeah, it's a good song in my head now. Okay. And instead uh, of stuff coming out the bottom, there'll be stuff coming out the top. Oh, I'm sorry. You're going to get the self-portrait of Darth Pat on your back. Oh. Yes. And instead of the big show, it'll be the big slow. Well, it's the big slow. <laughs> <laughs> What are you going to get a tattoo of? What are you, uh, you going to I'm actually getting a coat of arms on my other shoulder. So okay. I'm taking what well, I did. I've done some research on spellings of both on my father's side and my mother's side. Uh, the two different last names that, you know, eventually, you know, came together and, and you know, made made this family. And uh, so I found those family crests or what you know, representation of the family crest on both mm-hmm. sides. And then I'm having the artist like, kind of do something that mashes it all together into one big coat of arms. So, okay. Cause I like, yeah, I, that would I, be... Go ahead. I just like Pretty medieval good. shit. Like I, I like knights and I like that old, like timey shit. So that's cool. That's cool. That, that would be hard for me to do because Anderson is actually not, like my real how do i say this it's not my lineage's real last name pretty mm-hmm. much so my dad is lithuanian mostly polish and some german mm-hmm. so like his last his grandparents great his great grandparents last name was something totally different mm-hmm. so it's one of those things when they came over here like the spelling was all kinds of weird and the way you pronounced it was kind of weird <clears throat> So they just shortened it and named it Anderson. So, <laughs> so yeah. it's it's one of those things. Like my dad has something. Um, one of his great great uncles or whatever that has like the mm-hmm. proper spelling of the last name. So I could probably do something off that. But like it's, I think it's, I think my dad remembers. It's kind of like uh, it's pronounced Andrewlius or something like that. Mm-hmm. So and it's like spelled totally differently and all that jazz. And then. I think my grandmother's kind of the same way. Like her, her name was a little different and they shortened it to Kuba or something like that. K-U-B-A, some weird stuff. Yeah, mm. <laughs> just just interesting. So, you know, I, my mom's is easy because my mom's Greek, so she's mm-hmm. pure Greek. So that's 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 an easy one for me to, to pull up. But it's something I've always thought about, like going back and kind of looking into as well. well yeah. And doing something on, with that. I had to do it through Ancestry, like, because 
I asked like relatives and stuff, and nobody knew the the spelling of the one side of my that family's name. Like my mom's oh, one okay. on my mom's family, it's Bose, which is B O Z E, and then they have Clough. Well, the way they spell it is C L U P H F. Well, that's not the actual Ooh. original spelling. That's a different spelling. Now, why the hell would you change it from an easier spelling to a PHF at the end? I don't fucking know. But I finally found Probably the original to spelling. themselves. Yeah. But I found the original spelling from like census records and stuff that people had found and like highlighted and stuff like that. And I traced like articles and shit that were. So I found it at C L U F F is the original. Hmm spelling of it well, and yeah it is so. kind of weird c-u-l-c-l-u-f-f to the but you know some what i did somebody one of my friends when they were doing their ancestry stuff told me that um uh sometimes they just change the spelling just to, to differentiate themselves from other family groups that were not related but kind of had same last names or some jazz like that i don't know well yeah and from what i well from what i was seeing from what i was finding it sounded like clough was a pretty common last name um back in in that like the 1890s and stuff like that that's kind of like okay that time frame when that name was i don't want to say popular but more common and so yeah then you started seeing c-l-o-u-g-h c-l-u-f-f c-l-u-p-h-f you like you kind of saw different ways of being spelled but all pronounced the same it was kind of interesting yeah. Uh, that stuff that fascinates me, uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, it is. It is interesting to research and kind of learn something more about your old family. Yeah, if you want to put it in those terms, <laughs> the yeah. old family. What about you, Darth Pat? Anything good happen this week for you? Um, <laughs> no. no. Okay. All righty. Well, I have. I'm gonna. I'm gonna bring this one up right away with football, and that is the wonderful guy from the LA Raider. From not the LA, sorry, the Las Vegas Raiders, not the LA Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders, who decided to drive drunk, crash his car at a hundred and some miles an hour, uh, hitting another car. What's that? One hundred and fifty-six. Yes, one hundred and fifty-six, uh, and yeah. killed a woman in her car. Evidently, she burned alive from what I yes. read. And uh, he's now sitting in jail, and the Las Vegas Raiders have automatically, as soon as that they got news of that, dropped him from the team. Um, thoughts? Anybody's thoughts? Well, this guy supposedly has a history of wanting to drive fast because his girlfriend took a video of them in their his Corvette on some road where he was like hauling ass and she started freaking out and asking him to slow down. But this guy's, I guess, been known to want to drive fast, live the, live the fast he life made, with the cars. He made, which I get, I mean, he made his bed. Now he has to sleep in it. Yeah. Yep. No, it's, I just, it's another young guy that has it all in front of him. That one little mistake just cost him everything. Yeah. And I mean, and, and a life of somebody else. I mean, well yeah and it was it was crazy when i'm like seeing this and i was immediately just like i was pissed i'm like what a piece of you know what a scum piece of scum and it was interesting because my daughter's like well he's the one that's got to live with it for the rest of my life his life i'm like that's if he can remember it like he was double the legal limit in alcohol and drive like 
he does he may not even know what the hell happened. Somebody might need to tell him. So yeah. that, could, that, could, that could be worse in a way. Yeah. Yeah. There's reports uh came out yesterday last night from an eyewitness that uh because I guess when people arrived, he was on the side of the road with his girlfriend. His girlfriend was in the car too. And it, you know, they're watching the fire ablaze and people are taking videos of it. And they made it seem like he was like didn't try to do anything. But there's a I think one or two eyewitnesses that said after the crash happened, like when the car started catching on fire, he actually tried to go over there mm-hmm. and tried to get her out. And then the fire just took the car. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, and it's and it's an unfortunate still, situation. I mean, just, I wouldn't it's sad. But it's it's just one of those things like I, I don't feel pity for the guy that he's so young and this happened to him. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm sure there's people out there that do feel bad. Oh, he's so young and he threw his life away. I don't feel bad for him because he made that decision. Like that was a conscious decision to drive that fast. Now, whether he could make that thought clearly because of his intoxication level is a whole nother story, but he was still able to make a decision. He was still able to drive the car at that speed he you know evidently not very well because of his intoxication level um but you know it was a decision nonetheless it was a, a straight up decision thing, to do that and here thing too it's kind of like a question the girlfriend you let him get in this car and drive you one yeah, you let him get behind the car you you let him get behind the wheel of a car where he was double the legal limit and you got in the car with him so and you allowed him to drive. <laughs> I just, I just don't fathom that. Yeah. Maybe she was intoxicated too, but just not as bad as he was. But I just, I don't know. Yeah, and there's and a the lot thing, of things you wrap your head around that shit. And the crazy thing is, is there's so many options now for people. Of uh, everybody has the options to call Uber, call Lyft, you know, phone a friend, um, you know, have the, somebody call you a taxi, a cab, whatever, you know. And why didn't the bar cut him off if he was that drunk, unless he was at a friend's house or something like that and just drinking at a friend's house? Why didn't the bar cut him off? You know, I know they're not going to because he's a celebrity. He's a football player. But still, like there's some liability on the lounge. Yeah, there's some liability on the on the on the bar for not taking action to say you are too fucking drunk. I can't serve you anymore. Like, yeah, but I just was interesting to read and see all that shit. It was it was yeah, really fun the other day. It. it was really fun the other day when Pat, somebody else, actually like said that Aaron Rodgers is a piece of shit. I like seeing Pat post that. Let's talk about Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Thank you, Pat, for <laughs> making me look like I was smart. I've been saying that for years. <laughs> yes, we got it. We do have to talk about Aaron Rodgers because I was listening to this on WIP, and I'm like. And they don't talk about you. You're talking about a local Philly station. They're not going to talk about Aaron Rodgers or anybody else outside, unless it's something like big, like <laughs> insignificant. And to hear him at a press conference be asked about, you know, are you vaccinated? And he pretty much just said no. You know, he skated or it sounds like he's trying to the whole fucking thing. Tiptoed toed around it, but it, he did say no. Or no, he did say yes. Like he said, he, I think he lied about being vaccinated. That's right. He lied. He said yes. And then to find out that he wasn't, 
and he's not following mass protocols. And he's saying he didn't lie, but you did. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's he's and not following mass protocols. And then his yeah. girlfriend was, I guess, sending some cryptic tweet about it because she's <laughs> she's she's vaccinated because she's she does movies, I think. She's an actress or whatever. Yeah, okay. She's filming. Yeah, she's yeah, I know her name, but I don't know a lot that she's in shows how much I pay attention to his girlfriend. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so she's fully vaccinated. She's a, you know, an actress, but she's like sending cryptic tweets. Like, don't defend them, please. You're going to make yourself look bad, too. He's just having one of the most oddest years for an NFL player with the whole shit of not, you know, holding out and not wanting to come and some of the interviews I've seen, like what he did on the Pat McAfee show and some of the other interviews he's done on other sports shows, I, oh, man, I listen to him and he just, I just feel like he's just like, whatever. He's kind of like, I don't give a fuck. I'm just doing me. And it's just, just maybe, very odd. Maybe he's like hanging around Kyrie when nobody can see what's going on. Maybe him and Kyrie are friends because he's like the Kyrie of the NFL now. Yeah, it's just, it's. You know, you had uh, before the no season idea. started, like like Joe was pointing out, you had the holdout, and you had the you need to get another receiver, and you got to get this one. You got to get Randall Cobb. I want Randall Cobb back. Cobb or if I'm not playing, like done shit this year. You know, he does that shit, and you know, AJ knows this better than anybody. I respect guys that just play the game. Don't make a big fuss. Even when contracts come up, they don't make a fuss. They just, Whatever their contract, you don't hear anything about contract negotiations. You don't hear about them holding out for the season. They just show up. They do their job. They play. They're very respectable. Um, they play well with the media. You know, they, they just, they're good people. So when I hear shit like this about a franchise guy who's been there forever and in my opinion, when he first started and, and, and up until recent years has been respectable. Now his commercials for State Farm and all that shit have fucking drove me nuts. But for the most part, I feel like he's been respectable and been a kind of stand-up person. But over the years, ever since Mike McCarthy got fired, I've seen a progression of Aaron Rodgers turn into more and more of a dick. Yeah, And like, it's the Aaron Rodgers show. I don't, it's not Green Bay. This is the Aaron Rodgers team. And I don't care about anything else as long as I get what I want. I want a better coach. I want more. I want better talent around me. I want this. I want that. You know, it's like, why as an organization, I get it. Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback for a franchise, he's the kind of quarterback you want because he's a winner. Yeah. But that does that mean that you have to put up with the bullshit? He's a winner. He's a winner on some level. They've choked a lot in the playoffs, though. So I agree. Absolutely. So he's a winner because he won a Super Bowl, but he's also choked in the playoffs year after year. Like, you know, my friend Zach is a Packers fan. And second week of the playoffs, he's usually like, all right, they're gonna they're gonna lose this week or next week. He's like, here comes the choke <laughs> job. So when a Packers fan is owning up to that, then it's clearly happening regularly. <laughs> Yeah. So he's he's considered aware because every year they have a winning record, yes. no matter what. But so his his playoff his his playoff performances sometimes have been not less than stellar. So 
Yeah, it's it's just been interesting. Like those two big those two stories have been like the the highlight of this week as far as football. Wow, well, I mean, uh, once and... again, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the same thing as I did last <laughs> week. Yeah, my team won. Our teams all still suck. So like, there's not a whole lot to talk about when your team sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, Beckham's getting out of Cleveland finally. I guess he's a, he's I don't know what that. Shit. That guy, I don't, I don't know what that dude's issue a, is all of a sudden. He is such a bomb. That guy is such a bomb. So I would not want him on my team. <laughs> Cleveland was kind of probably like this. It's actually, I'm not even mad. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Cleveland right now, the clowns at the beginning of the year, people were talking about them going to the Super Bowl. Now they're four and four. Mm-hmm. So, and they, they looked awful. They really looked bad against Denver two weeks ago, and they looked terrible against Pittsburgh last week. So, yeah, they're slowly declining. I I think what Browns fans need to learn, realize, I'm not sure where it's back to like Philadelphia fans. Sorry, no, 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 no. They need to to stop having. Ha ha, very funny, motherfucker. They need, they need to stop having positive expectations at the outset of the season. I feel like the last couple of times where they've had like this like outlook at the beginning of the year, like, oh, we're going to have a good season, blah, blah, blah. They, you know, fall flat on their face. The precious few times they've had decent seasons recently, I think were like years where they didn't have expectations at the beginning of the year. So clearly the answer is just think you're going to suck when, you know, September 8th rolls around and then maybe <laughs> wow. you'll get to the playoffs. For so many years, it was easy for them to think that because that's what was going to happen. Right. Well, again, you know, it's it's like that. It's like that line that Vince Vaughn said uh, in, in in Dodgeball, where he's all like, you know, I find that if you have a goal, you may disappoint yourself, but if you never <laughs> set, and, 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 but then you'll never be disappointed. And I got to tell you, it feels amazing. Or whatever that line. And. Two, I we on the podcast two a week ago. I said something about Von Miller getting traded, and two days later, it happened. So, mm-hmm. how do you yeah, feel? LA. Um, I'm okay because I don't have a problem with the Rams because Cam Akers is there and Jalen Ramsey's there. So they there's Florida State guys there. So I'm just glad he went to a team that I can root for. I don't really like. Speaking of, this is a segue to something I was going to ask you guys. Anyways, I don't like Matt Stafford. I'm not a fan, mm-hmm. and. Me and Jay were just talking about this last night, or me and Mickey, one of us. I don't think he's the Hall of Famer. I don't. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. So, and people are like no, calling, he, talking about him like he's a Hall of Famer, and I don't think he is. He he he, um, he could have been. Two 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 things. Two things. I will. He say got drafted that. by Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> but so did Barry. One. one he, there, there's a, there's a difference that, there. <laughs> I think in order for him to be a hall of famer or be like a more certain hall of famer he's got to actually win a super bowl or at least a playoff game or two um but two and this is kind of the will, will be a bigger bellwether i think uh let's see what happens when philip rivers uh hits the ballot because philip rivers has the numbers you know mm-hmm. but he doesn't have really any postseason success what's the furthest he ever got conference title game yeah, he never made a Super Bowl, yeah. And I think that was Right, and I, I think that was only once. So it's like, I think for the most part, quarterbacks again in the Hall of Fame now, they got to have won a Super Bowl, you know? Yeah. And, uh, no. and here's but the we'll thing. we'll see, if, especially as like Eli 
gets the ballot since he's got two Super Bowls, but he's got a lot of other, well, yeah, but things on his resume. So, yeah. So here's, here's something with that. If Megatron can get in, Stafford could probably get in. I feel too, though, though, that's a different position and a different standard in a lot of ways. Like, I really do feel like for quarterbacks to get in the Hall of Fame, they either have to have been like very much overwhelming with the numbers for the area in which they played in, which I think the most recent example is something like that, somebody like that getting to the Hall of Fame, I think was probably Warren Moon, you know, who's somebody who didn't have like a Super Bowl win or yeah. anything. But I feel like all the guys who've gotten in recently are guys who like won Super Bowls. So, yeah, Dan Marino. It's was- hard with Detroit players because when Barry Sanders yeah, played, when he, 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 you know, he first got drafted, they, they tried to put a team around him and then they just at some point just gave up and just didn't give a fuck. So no. you had Barry Sanders on a team of that didn't care. He goes, you know, Stafford comes along, Megatron comes along. You have a quarterback wide receiver, but you can't put a fucking defense together or anything else for that matter. And they no. pretty much shit the bed with that team ever since. Yeah. They so, draft terribly. And I, and they... I, you know, <laughs> you know, as much as I don't care about that team, cause they're, arrival in my in my team's division kind of sucks for the player themselves to have to deal with that shit yeah and seriously for a trade if you're on detroit you're like almost hoping for a trade to be on a team where you can shine and it sucks because i I think stafford might have like sometimes second thoughts about not asking for a trade or not resigning that contract going elsewhere because he probably could have had a different career at this point i i also find it a little ironic because we know we've, we've just mentioned both of these teams I believe it's just four teams um, that have uh, that have not made the Super Bowl ever. Two of them are expansion teams: the Jaguars, who have been in existence for what twenty-five right, and then years, the Lions and the Browns, and the Texans, who have been in existence for about twenty years now. But then, yeah, the Lions and the Browns, who are both pre-Super Bowl era teams, who did win NFL championships. So let's grant that, you know, everything. Mm-hmm. But be like so long ago as to be forgotten, everything. But yeah, before my lifetime, so I don't give a shit. Well, right, but it's just also again, it's it's no history with you, know, you buddy. <laughs> it's, it's, it's what it's what fifty four, fifty five years now of the Super Bowl, and they haven't even been able to you know been able to get there once. Where right. teams that have where you have all these teams that have come into the league after them who have. So that's what really makes it, and you know, and the joke black mark on your franchise. The joker in my pocket is that the three times Denver, uh, Cleveland got close. Denver prevented that all three times. So, yeah, and I look Rod, at Matt. I and I and I look at Matt Stafford, and I, you know, he has good numbers. Like his numbers overall, even being uh, playing for Detroit, he has good numbers. And this year, his numbers are mm-hmm. even, I think, probably better than what they've been. In right, years. they are because he actually um, has a team. That's the thing, and he actually gonna, has a legit offense. Right, and we're going to see him in the playoffs. Like, unless something tragic happens to no, the Rams, we're, we're going to see him in the playoffs, and this will be his first playoff opportunity. So now is the chance to see. Okay, we know Matt Stafford can play. We know he has the ability to play and be a good quarterback. Now let's see in the playoffs because this gives him the opportunity to show shine when he needs to and needs to help his team get to, you know, a division championship or the Super Bowl possibly. It's not out of the realm of possibilities that they could be playing for the division championship or even for oh, a Super yeah. Bowl. You know, we'll see. You know, it's it's going to depend on does Arizona keep the steam that have the still have the fire that they've had, you know, after losing to Green Bay. 
Um, is Tom Brady, the ancient quarterback, able to keep his uh, health up and not get injured? Um, because yeah. you know that's always looming. If he gets if he gets hit, he's very good at not getting hit. Like you got to give it to him. Like he doesn't take yeah. a lot of sacks. Um, do, do you want to know? It's, it's funny, real quick, on that about old man Brady. So the one of the new video games. <laughs> I love coming that we out, call him old man Brady now. <laughs> is he's in his forties like us? So so one of the new video games coming out uh, in a couple weeks this month is uh, Battlefield twenty forty two, and they have a trailer. And in the trailer, there's like a building and it has a billboard and it says 2042 and it's Tom Brady with all like this big white beard and white hair. It says like MVP or some shit on there. And I was like, (laughs) wow, that's awesome. (laughs) It was just kind of funny. I was like, I I saw the trailer and I was like, wait a minute, is that what I thought it said? I was like, I I replayed it and yep, there it is. That's Tom Brady on there. (laughs) So play football in 2042. This is kind of funny they did that. He probably had illegal bionic legs installed while nobody was looking. <laughs> uh, or bionic arm. Like or at this point, I think the most games one of the teams we like is going to win is Denver. Might could get to seven. I don't. I don't think any of the teams we like are winning more than seven games. Would you guys agree with that at this point? Uh, I mean, the Giants have a much after uh, softer schedule after they play. Uh, Tampa Bay on Monday night in a couple of weeks, but still to get to seven wins, they, they, they yeah, yeah, yeah. The Eagles, yeah, if, they to, if they went tomorrow, maybe, but yeah, the Eagles are in the easier half of their season, also. Um, but I mean, it's <laughs> they still have Washington, I think they have, yeah, they have Washington twice, they have the Giants twice. Right. And then Dallas they, won. Dallas once, which that's going to probably be another loss. Um, and I can't at think Denver. of who else they have. And they have, oh, and they have Denver. Denver. That's one of the games I'm penciling in for Denver could win is against the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, I, and I'll be honest, I was really, really surprised as I'm watching the Eagles play uh, the Detroit Lions that how well the Eagles played. Now, granted, it is the Lions, so you got to take that into account. But I have never seen the Eagles – to this this entire season so we're talking seven games in now i've never seen them put together a game plan that works so well it's like it took their starting runner back running back to get injured it took them trading zach Ertz away uh it took them losing one of their top receivers to to be like hmm maybe we should try running the ball and controlling the clock and not have to have jalen hurts throw 50 to 60 times a game Maybe that'll work. Maybe we can do something with that. And they did. But kind of pissed me off because I have Dallas Goddard on my fantasy team. And every time they normally <laughs> get close, they throw the little out route to the tight end. And they didn't throw that fucking shit. They ran it in every goddamn time. So a uh, little, little upset about that because I got no fantasy points. But uh, it, was, it was interesting to see how they controlled every, like, every aspect of that game was controlled by the Eagles. And I've, I, I haven't seen that in fucking years you know let alone this season and it's so it, go ahead joe sorry uh so <laughs> the bears play I, i'll tell you two games the bears will probably win thanksgiving against detroit january 2nd against you know pat's team the giants possibly <laughs> and um yeah i they haven't played the vikings yet so i have no idea how they're going to fare against the vikings and we have Pittsburgh Monday in Pittsburgh. 
that we play the Ravens. We have to play the Cardinals, Packers, Seahawks, and the Vikings twice. And I have no idea. I mean, the Vikings, the Vikings go down and score on their first possession. They score a touchdown, and then they don't score a touchdown the rest of the game. That's what the Vikings do. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, this is such a toss-up. Like I said, it all depends on the Who Kirk knows? Cousins that shows up that day, and it sounds like Kirk Cousins hasn't been showing up at all. Like the good, good He shows Cousins. up on the first possession. <laughs> he, like, stormed down the field against Dallas last week. First possession made it look easy, and then didn't score a touchdown the rest of the game. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm. So, on the flip side, though, all four of us, it's early, but all four of our basketball teams are all doing well. Yeah, how about that shit? Ben Simmons, no Ben Simmons, and the Sixers actually have a winning record. Hmm. Hey, you guys, beat, you guys beat us. You guys beat us again tonight. Oh, we beat you I again. Saw, nice. I saw Embiid, Embiid almost punched Lonzo Ball in the face. Yeah. Nice. Well, That's let's awesome. be honest. Well, let's let's, be, let's be honest. I would have been okay if Embiid would have punched Lonzo in the face. So, <laughs> well, of say, course he would. Let's be honest. Lonzo's here. a bum. By proxy, that's nice, but I need him to play for my team right now. But by, by, <laughs> by proxy, if you're punching Lonzo Ball in the face, you're 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 really punching his father in the face. So I think I, I think in, in that I think in that you can punch aspect, his father in the face. I don't give a fuck about him. I, I think in that aspect, we all want to punch Lonzo Ball in the face. Uh, my thing for listen, Lonzo, he can't help who his dad is. Yeah. See, that's, and that's, you know, Lonzo Ball, I don't. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Bob. Before I come out of your belly, make sure your, your, your husband's different place. I need a different dad. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm indifferent towards Lonzo because he doesn't, he himself does not cause any problems. Like he's just, he plays basketball and that's all he does. Never has. And the nice thing is his, his dad, is not a media whore. And I shouldn't say isn't a media whore, but you don't hear him in the media anymore. Like I don't hear his dad, like fucking constantly talking like, Oh, my son needs to be traded. Oh, he should have more playing minutes. Oh, this and that shit. Uh, we don't hear about the big baller brand. You know, I don't hear that shit all the time anymore. And his big baller brand shoes and all that. Like, I don't hear all that shit anymore. And I'm so thankful because for me, that's what made me dislike Lonzo ball in the beginning. And now I'm just yeah, like, but, okay, he's just another player in the NBA anymore. Like, I don't, he doesn't mean yeah, shit to see, me. I, it's not just, it's not just his dad for me. So I, I he played at UCLA. No, uh, it's, when, not, it's not just that. It's that when he played at UCLA in the tournament, De'Aaron Fox outplayed him and made him his bitch. And De'Aaron Fox is a better NBA player than he is. And they still like, they, 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 they took Lonzo before him. And I said it was dumb then. And now it was dumb because Fox is a better player than Lonzo was. He was a better player in college. He's still a better player. And and so when they Lonzo got drafted before him, like you guys are stupid, and that was stupid because Fox is a better player than him. So and who drafted so Lonzo? You, you in the wanted first round? Fox to go to the Lakers. I just I'm just saying that I don't. It didn't matter. Fox could have went. It's not like Fox went right after Lonzo. So Fox could have went other places. So. I'm just saying that I think that that was a dumb pick and I don't think Lonzo's a good player. I think he's, I don't think he's any, his brother is definitely better than he is for sure. Without, without. That's LaMelo, right? That's the one that, that's his brother. He's already better than his brother. It's for Charlotte. Yeah. So, 
I'd, I'd like to punch Lonzo in the face. Every time I see him, he's another guy that I'd like to punch in the face. I don't care what team he plays for. So That's fine. But my team has him, and I have to worry about him playing well. Boy. Otherwise. That escalated quickly. <laughs> Just say it. I have to deal with it. You guys don't. Yeah, no. And 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 for you, Joe, I I, I really hope I don't have that his father does not I, become I, a big problem. Yeah, with the, that was my biggest Chicago. issue because he's been at – all the home games. So that was my biggest issue. Like if he's, I don't want to, he starts causing an issue. The Chicago fans will like rip it, rip him apart. Look at his ass about it. Cause Lonzo got traded. Who do you get traded to? Like, what was it? Two years ago? The Pelicans. Pelicans, Was that two years ago? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And now he's with Chicago. So he's going to be one of those players. that's going to be like a journeyman. He's going to be like on 17 different teams by the end of his career. Could be. Yeah. And, and I don't know if that's because, and I say this uh, that I don't know be, uh, because is it his dad that's representing him and trying to get these better contracts and, and the teams are like, uh, no, or is it? I like- don't think his dad is the manage his manager. I, he, I think he has a legit agent, sports agent. I don't think his dad is his sports yeah. agent at all. Because I feel like his dad originally was like for the Lakers deal was, yeah. uh, and possibly the Pelicans deal. Like I feel like his dad might have been maybe he got a, got rid of him. I don't know anybody. Some Pat, you want to look I that to, up? I, um, I'd have to check. No, okay, good. Um, <laughs> there goes our credibility right out the window. And I, I think the Sixers, the Sixers and the Heat have the best record in the East, and because Miami just beat the Jazz tonight, the Warriors actually have the best record in the NBA right now. Yeah. So. So it's just it's it's interesting. So we'll see what happened with with Lonzo's career, Lamelo. He's in a market you don't even hear anybody think about the damn team. Yeah, Charlotte's you know. Charlotte's fun to watch. They're a fun team to watch. They're like one of those teams that's on the rise, and they've made the right picks. So they're like finally, they're like <laughs> for one that team. Player, they're like one player away because they're all young there. They don't really have, I guess, Gordon Hayward's the veteran there. So yeah, but pretty much. Like, they've 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 drafted well. They're fun to watch. I don't know how many games they're going to win this year, but they're definitely one of those upper echelon fun to watch teams. So, so yeah. Jeremy, earlier when I kind of made fun of Philadelphia fans, you know, <laughs> Cleveland fans not being like Philly fans, my one co-worker, mm-hmm. he's from Pennsylvania as well. So okay. he likes all the, all the Philly sports fans. Sports teams, sorry. So I went in there to work this week when you guys beat us the first game. And I was Uh-oh. joking around because I had to watch the whole Embiid and DeRozan block craziness and the, all that jazz. Was it a foul? <laughs> Wasn't it a foul? So I went in there and I'm joking around. Oh, you guys got got the refs, you know, refs home if you, you know home ref advantage there with that BS call. And I was came in there joking because I was laughing about it. Mm-hmm. He got super defensive, like super quick. He's like, "Fuck that shit!" Blah blah blah. And you know, I was like, "All right, okay." <laughs> And I was like, dude, I'm only joking. It was a good game to watch, man. And he was like, oh, he goes, and he was like, he kept going. And I'm like, now I know what type of Philly fan you are. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> yep. I, 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 I always, I, I do something to gauge how crazy fans are for their teams. So I kind of went in there just joking around. And then he just kind of went and I was like, okay. That would be the last time I say anything new about any any when any of our teams ever play because I don't want to hear your ridiculous things. I could see how you already are. Thanks, yeah. thanks for uh, sharing that with me. 
So I was just like, Jesus Christ, man. It's like, I'm already kidding. It was a good game. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, I'm I'm super impressed by the Sixers right now. Now, I who knows what the And they're better off fit. with Ben Simmons. They need to fucking just peace out that kid. Yeah. Just put him go. And I don't know don't what the him. rest of their season's gonna look like, but you know, you have some you have some shining stars. Okay. You have Thibel, who is playing very well. You have Maxi, who's playing very well. And if I remember correct, he, correctly, both those guys are like Maxi, I think, is a second year guy. Yeah, Maxi's a Kentucky kid. So, and I think Thibel is a third year guy. Probably. I don't um, think he, this is, I think he's, and I mean, you have Embiid, but he has to stay healthy. Right. He's the big, you don't know what's going to happen with him. Um, your bench guys is what helped you tonight because it was a tie game and two of the guys off the bench hit like crucial threes for you to help you steal the win. Yeah, so Thibault was drafted in 2019. So this is his technically, I guess, third season. Um, yeah. So, you know, you got two young guys in Maxi and Thibault who are coming around. Tobias Harris has a good role. He has his role that he plays. Uh, Andre Drummond, there's a guy like I know the name, but I don't know where he played before. You know, I don't know how long he's been in the league, but he seems to be a good fill in in the, in the way that they're using him for um, to fill in for Embiid. Like he seems to be a good fill in to give Embiid that rest that he needs. Um, yeah. And I think Embiid even didn't play a game because he was his knee was bothering him. So Drummond was like the main big guy for that time. So you know they're they're doing a lot of good things with what they have. Um, I think it's a lot easier for um, for Doc to coach this team without the added drama of Ben Simmons mm -hmm. and trying to cater to a guy who at his size and his ability is a subpar player. You know, if you look at, if you look at all around his all around ability to play, he's subpar in my opinion. Uh, doesn't mean that he can't be better. He's just, I don't think he cares to get better. I don't think he wants to get better. You know, and I've said that for quite a while now. Um, I wish he would have just got something going on where I just don't, I just don't know where his head's at. Yeah. And then, then they got, they got this, this guy too. They got uh, George, Georges Nagy or Nag. Nang, I'm not sure how to say his name. Nang, he's from Louisville. Nang, um, you know he's he's a couple years in, but he's he's doing very well for them. And you know you got Seth Curry. Okay too. Well, who's that? Jake Milton. Jake Milton. Yep, he's doing very well. Like all these guys that they have coming off the bench that are filling in, that you know have these roles, are you know, just playing very well. And like you said, Joe, today their bench saved them. You know, that was the reason why mm -hmm. they, they won. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, and that's what you have to have. You have to have good bench players that can come in, play the couple minutes yep. that they need, and you don't lose momentum. When you go, when you... go ahead. I was just going to say, that's why the, the Warriors are winning games because of their bench. It's not even just because of Steph and stuff, and they don't have Clay yet. It's, it's their bench. They're winning games because of their bench. Yeah, your bench needs to be able to come in, you know, when there's a lead and be able to help you maintain that lead. You don't have to go up more, but you at least need to be able to maintain and not That's, lose ground. Yeah. 
That's why that's why Miami's scary because Tyler Hero's coming off the bench right now. And that dude is like it's like last season didn't even happen with Tyler Hero. So he's balling right now and he's coming off the bench and dropping twenty every night. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's very interesting this year because I want to go. I'm going to go to the Eastern Conference. Here we go. So I'm going to the Eastern Conference. And, oh, there's the Hawks at four and five. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I just got to laugh at them because I, I, am, I uh, do not like the Hawks anymore. Like, I used to be indifferent towards them. Now I, I despise them um, because I don't like – after what I've seen from Trey Young and some of the, the – the, the way he was getting free throws and it was, I, I realized that he may, he may be talented, maybe, but maybe he's not as talented as he is, as he looks from pre- previous seasons. I don't know. We're going to find out more about him this year. Now that the rules have changed and how you can get fouls and stuff like that. Cause now you actually have to be a pure shooter. You can't be the, uh, Oh, I get fouled. While I'm shooting, get my you can't be James Harden. Yeah. You can't do the James Harden shit anymore. Can't be jumping um, into people anymore either. Because they said it, when they played the Sixers and the Sixers beat them, his free throws, his his uh, attempts at the line have gone way down this year. Oh, so Harden's yep. actually gone down more than anybody. Yeah, well, so. yeah. Well, yeah, he can't hook nobody and drag them along for the ride and get, <laughs> get a foul call. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's a he's a travel. He, he definitely he, travels. He's a travel machine. Steph did that from time to time, the jump, but he doesn't, he didn't do it a lot. It's not like affecting, he didn't go to the free throw line. You know, an average game for Steph is like six or seven free throws. He doesn't get a ton of, so he was doing that from, but he wasn't, his whole, his whole game wasn't based on that. So, and, no. and I've seen him, I, I've seen it happen a couple times this year where he's jumped into the guy and they've not called anything and the fucking shot he throws up still goes in. So, <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. One of those there's, there's a clip of him. There's a clip of him from like a week ago where he's making a one-handed runner from the three-point from like five steps behind the three-point line. Yeah, I'm looking up because they lost to the Jazz one sixteen to ninety eight, and right now they're losing too. So I am just looking up. I'm looking up stats, current stats for this year. Young's a bomber, but he doesn't. He doesn't have the. I don't know if he has the interior. Like, Steph can get to the rim. Young can shoot the deep threes like Steph, but I don't think Steph – like, Trey Young doesn't have the whole package like Steph does. Like, he's the closest I've seen to Steph, him and Lillard, as far as the bombing. But I don't think Trey Young can get to the hoop like Steph can. So yeah. so I'm looking at his stats through nine games. Now, nine games is a very, very small sample. But he's averaging – a right around the same amount of minutes. He's averaging three less points right now. His field goal percentage is down 3%. His three-point percentage is down almost 10%. Uh, and everything else is the same as it was last year. So his field goal and three-point percentage is, is hurting. Wow, now, but sometimes people start seasons like Damian yeah. Lillard can't hit the broad side of the barn right now. So, But when, they, but when you get fouled, and, and this is where I'm not sure on how – it counts towards stats. But if you get fouled during a shot, that shot does not count as a as an attempt, right? Right. So those get X'd off. So those misses that happen during the supposed foul can increase your 
percentages that you have because a lot of times his were on three point shots you know or a deep two you know what can be considered a deep two so you know that could definitely have an effect but once again nine games is a very small sample in an 82 game season so they also the hawks overachieved last year the hawks had no business in the eastern conference finals they overachieved last year for sure oh well yeah no doubt about it that yeah that series that series was blown because of you know, there was a lot of reasons the Sixers didn't win that re- series, but one of the main reasons was Ben Simmons being on that team and, and his ability to play in the playoffs. I mean, the Knicks, the Knicks should have beat the Hawks in the first round. So, Yeah, <laughs> yeah that would have been an interesting six series. Well, no, the Knicks probably wouldn't have played the Sixers. Eh, maybe. No, they don't reseed in the NBA. Oh, they don't reseed in the NBA. No, they That's don't right. In the NBA. They just you play whoever is there. So it would have so. been the Knicks and the Sixers. That would have been an interesting series. But it is nice to see that the, the the Knicks the Knicks are. Let me go back here. For the Knicks six and three. Yeah, I gotta go back here. Give me one second. I want. I want uh, to yep. They're six and three and sitting in the fifth seed. Yep. And then you got the Bulls who are six and two. Seventy Sixers and the Heat are seven and two. Well, they're eight well, and two. Now. Sixers are eight and two, and the Bulls eight are six and three. The Heat are both eight and two because they both yeah. just won tonight. Yeah, this wasn't up. Yeah, this wasn't up, updated recently. Bad, bad, bad NBA. Keep your stuff up to date, please. Yeah, if you're fouled while shooting, if you miss it, it doesn't count. But if you make it, it, count, it counts towards your stats. Yeah, so you can see that. I, I mean, we know it doesn't happen a lot, but you can see that how that can skew your your percentages. You know, if it happens a couple times a game, you know, and you make them, well, there you go. It's an extra. If you miss it, doesn't matter. You know, if that happens a couple times every game. That can really skew your your stats. You know, so I like I like that Harden's struggling. I enjoy watching him struggle. Oh, me so. too. I I I I enjoy that too. And not because I want to see him fail, but I want to. For me, I want to see these guys and what they're really truly able to do without essentially taking advantage of the rules. You know, let me see what your true talent is. Because you're an NBA player for a reason. You evidently got there because you have talent. But now let me really see your talent. Let me see what you can really do. So, so when we when we did the when we when we did the when we had to pick our teams last week, mm-hmm. uh, two of my friends watched it and they both said that you should have taken Hersey Hawkins instead of Seth Curry. Are you fucking shitting oh, me? I, Come I, on. Hershey <laughs> Hawkins too, Jeremy. I forgot about him. So I know about Hershey Hawkins. Trust me, I saw that. I I watched that dude play. And I would have taken Hershey Hawkins. I forgot about him, so I would have taken him in that slot for sure. I get it. I do, but I don't know. I I watched him play, and, and I remember. Yeah, he was a good player, but I I just uh, I don't. Well, and he played in Philly for a while too. Like Seth yeah. hasn't really been there that long. I think it's more the he had more longevity in Philly too. So he did, he did. And Seth, and I think Seth's going to be around for a while. I don't know what his contract looks like right now, but he's kind of a journeyman too, though. Seth has kind of been a journeyman too. I think he's been on four or five teams already. Yeah. So let me let me see if it says anything about his contract here with. Uh, Philadelphia. I forgot about Hersey Hawkins, Jeremy. So I, I completely forgot about him. So, but oh my God, Pat went in one door and came 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 <laughs> back in through the other. What the hell is going on there, Pat? What dark magic was that that you just you just put on us? 
it's bigger <laughs> on the inside. I see. Uh, <laughs> okay. That's uh, can I throw it? That's what she said in on that one. Does that, that work for that, that too? That, that, that's a part of reference. So if you don't watch Doctor Who, are you drinking lemonade? Yes. Nice. What kind? Minute Maid. I don't really like the lemonade. Minute Maid. Yeah, I don't. Zero, Zero sugar. sugar. Uh, looks a, like this is his last this, year on his contract with the Sixers. So, yeah, it looks like this is his last year. Uh, yeah, if he plays well, he can use signs. Yeah. They'll have enough money once they get rid of Ben Simmons. Yeah, so it looks like it's currently his last year on his contract from what I could find. Um, and uh, so it'll be interesting to see if they re-sign him. I think he's worth re-signing um, for what he brings to the team. You know, he brings that deep ball threat, that consistent deep ball threat that they – I mean, they have it from other guys, but he's the starter on that team. Like, he starts. Like, you need that deep ball threat. So, we'll see. Ball in. <laughs> what? He said ball in. <laughs> ball in. That was, was such a... Not making fun of DJ Nitro. <laughs> no, no I, was... I thought MVP used to do that. But I stole it from him, so that was AJ. Oh. What? 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 Nice. What? <laughs> what? Oh God. Oh man. So we talked NFL. Pat, we talked NBA. Pat, what did, Pat, what did you think of the playoff standings for foot college college football, football dude? Oh, 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 yes. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. Well, my initial nope. thought. Playoffs. Was, Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? <laughs> this isn't really that, but I'm sorry. I found it more entertaining when I just randomly did that as opposed to when you play the actual sound yeah. button. <laughs> but that's because I think I am right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, my well, initial thoughts. About, my, my initial thoughts about the uh, the playoff standings was, wow, they host Cincinnati. Yes. And then Cincinnati goes out and struggles with Tulsa today. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, yes. Um, and Michigan State got bombed by Purdue, so and Alabama um, struggled for zealous you today, too. Yeah. They they won, but yeah, it was like 20 to 14, so yeah, yeah, it was but, a struggle. I mean, so if you're Cincinnati, all I'm saying is, and you think you got hose, which I'm sure they they probably thought, um, should have went out, to, played the, the, yeah, the, the way to, um. Uh, overcome that is to not go out and struggle with Tulsa where you need like a fourth down stop on the goal line to preserve the win and everything. So it's like, the only they they may move up next week just by virtue of Michigan state losing, but they could also move, uh, you know, Michigan or Oklahoma ahead of them too. So the the only important Cincinnati holds right now is as long as they go undefeated, Notre Dame can't get into the playoff. So Notre Dame's not going to get to the playoff anyway. I mean, I just, even even if Notre Dame wins their remaining games, which is certainly possible, I don't see any way of them cracking the top four. You'd have to have so many teams ahead of them. So so now we, we have to, as Buckeye haters, we have to root for Michigan to beat the Buckeyes. Otherwise, they're getting in the playoffs. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. The cuck I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't give uh, 
I don't give Michigan State much chance of beating Ohio State. And I don't, I don't give, even though Purdue's beaten Iowa and Michigan State now, I don't give them much of a chance of beating Ohio State next week, especially because they, that's next week. It's like, I think they probably, there's a good chance they play themselves out today, you know? So, um, Stranger I things think, have happened, but yeah, I, I wouldn't count on it. I, I, I think Michigan. I, just, I, I, think just, Michigan I know the way the I know the way the universe works, and it always works out for Ohio State. That's basically what it, it, it comes does. To. <laughs> Too bad they don't play Illinois this year. Illinois likes to beat you know top twenty five teams. <laughs> uh, if you want to count Minnesota as a top twenty five team, no, I, he was probably more counting Penn State there, but. Well, yes, I'm very well aware of that. <laughs> I wasn't making fun of Eddie. I wasn't making fun of Penn State. I'm just saying, hey, <laughs> they, yeah, they, they they half-ass it against teams that aren't ranked, but they've been playing they've been playing really well against teams that are ranked, yeah, which is crazy. And they, and, they, and they have beaten two teams that were ranked in the top 25 when they beat them. So yeah, I mean, I'll give them that. But I'm just saying, I just wasn't joking. a big I wasn't a big believer in Minnesota being. I, I don't. I, I didn't understand why Minnesota was ranked, to be honest. Though. So. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> I'm not just, a I'm not a yeah. like I'm not a like I'm not a big catalyst for this the style points thing. I don't like that that they're like, oh go out and hammer this team. So like you gotta go out and beat this team by 50 to impress us. I don't really like the whole style points thing. So nah, it's it's a but, joke when they start doing that. Yeah, it's like I remembered like margin of victory when it used to count as part of like the old formula for like the the BCS and everything. And that's not like margin of victory really only matters when you're playing like the good teams, the competitive teams. I don't give a shit if you beat a Mac team by 70 points, you know, it's I, like if, if you go and you beat a team that's ranked number five by 70 points, that's going to get my attention. Yeah. But it's like, well, also what yeah. were the circumstances of where that game where like, was that team missing key players, you know, that kind of shit. So. Cause I remember like before they went to the playoff system, I remember one year it like, I think Oklahoma and Texas like had the same record and they took Oklahoma and it was because they had blown out people by more. And it was like, Texas's coach was a classy guy, Mac Brown. And he called off the dogs in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter of games and, and dipshit Bob poops ran up the score. Bob poops. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they took that, even though, I agree, Bob poops. Even though Texas had beaten Oklahoma head to head that year, they still took Oklahoma over Texas. I think that's when dipshit Sam Bradford was there. So, but I remember where I was like, wow, you have this Mac Brown, this classy coach, and he's calling off the dogs to not be an asshole. And then you have this other coach who is an asshole and he gets rewarded for being an asshole. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that killed Penn state a couple times too, because Paterno wasn't that kind of coach either. He wasn't about to run up the score just for the sake of running up the score. Like he would play his players and, you know, you're up by 30. Okay. I'm up by 30. I don't need to be playing my starters anymore. I want to keep them healthy. If you're up by three touchdowns in the fourth quarter at that point, I think you can call off the dogs. Like, I don't think it should matter past there, whether you're up, you win by 21 or 28, who cares? So. Yeah, I, me- I remember Penn State, it was in 1994, the year where they and Nebraska both went undefeated and Nebraska won the national title. And, of course, this was pre-BCS and everything. But right. That was the year like, waxed Ohio State that year. Yeah, yeah. But, but they struggled with uh, Illinois that year. Yes, they were losing to Illinois early in that game, and they came back and won that game. Yeah, but they only beat them, like, I think it was like 35-31 or something like that. 
and they kind of slipped in the polls after that and they weren't ever able to like regain the ground and everything so right I remember. Yeah, it, was like, it was like, yeah, so, so Nebraska went and played whoever the hell they played in the Orange Bowl and Penn State played Oregon before Oregon was, you know, the, the hot shit and everything in the Rose Bowl. And it was like, it, it, it didn't matter. It was, you know, it was like everybody knew Nebraska was winning. So I remember that year because at the college football award show, they were giving out one of the player of the year awards. And I remember like even before they announced his name, Kajana Carter stood up because he thought he won it, and then Kerry Collins won it instead. It was hilarious. <laughs> oh, I do remember that. I, I remember that same award ceremony. Warren Sapp won some award, and oh, that's right because it was uh, it was Miami who was playing Nebraska in the Orange Bowl, and I think Craig James was interviewing him on the stage, and he said something like. Don't you think it's a shame that, you know, the winner of your game can't play the winner of that Rose Bowl game? And Warren Sapp said the best thing he ever said in his life. I think it's a shame Nebraska and Penn State can't play now. It's like, thank you. <laughs> but, you know, we were still a few years away from getting that at that point. So, yeah, somebody had the common sense to fucking say it. I think <laughs> I remember back then thinking that Penn State would have beat Nebraska. I I, that, I never really year, I think the, so. Yeah. I never really bought into the Nebraska crap. Tommy Frazier was a really good quarterback, but I never really I never liked Tom Osborne. So I think I remember thinking Penn State would have beat them just because Penn State embarrassed the Buckeyes that year. They beat them like sixty-two to fourteen. They like took yeah, them behind dead. Yeah, yeah. It was like um I mean, Nebraska won the titles back-to-back in 94 and 95, and I always remember feeling that the 95 team was the much stronger team. So, like, I didn't know if 94 Penn State would have beaten 95 Nebraska, but I felt pretty pretty confident that with the offense Penn State had a 94. And then, and then in team. 97, they fucking split the national title with Michigan because one guy kicked the ball to another guy in the end zone <laughs> for Nebraska. So... And I think Michigan would have beat Nebraska. I actually think Florida State was the best team that year. Florida State had one five-minute meltdown against Florida, or they would have won the national title that year. They were the best team in college football that year. They had one. That's where you find out. If you have one hiccup, you you can get it all taken away. That was the year with Florida State where they well, yeah, were the, so good the, all year. Was that when the B, was the BCS going on in that time, or was that still pre-BCS? No, that was still even pre-BCS. So, See, and – it, it's, yeah, I think the BCS started in '98. Because I liked, I me and Joe loved the BCS. So. It was the Bowden Championship Series because Florida State played for the national title three times in that in the first four years of that. Well, yeah, Bobby Bowden was, he was a, in, you know, I I don't I don't like to say this, but he was a hell of a coach. You know, he really was. Right, he turned he that was. program completely around, and, that, and then he left, and then you know somebody else left, and now the program is a hot mess. Yeah, because didn't Bobby Bowden wasn't he like one of the him and Paterno were like really close for like most wins yes. as a head coach, yes. uh, college coach. And they took they took wins away from Bowden. So, well, then they took all of Paterno's wins away for for a period. <laughs> and of course, one of the people who I think was most outspoken about restoring Paterno's wins was Bobby Bowden, if I recall. Yeah. So, I don't yeah. I don't think anybody I don't think there were a lot. I mean, all these. All the schools in the ACC, when Florida State plays them, they all have some kind of tribute to Bowden. So I think there was all kinds of respect there. I don't think there was a lot of people that didn't really say, I don't really like Bobby Bowden. I think he's an asshole. I don't really think that that was something you heard about him, really. My mother never liked Bobby Bowden just because not liking Florida State. 
Then she watched We Are Marshall. And uh, he loaned all the plays to West Virginia and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then she was like, wow, I never knew that. And so she started liking Bobby Bell. I have to watch that movie. I still have to this day not seen that movie. We Man, are I've, I've never, I've, I've never seen all of it. Yeah. I saw that movie in the theater with, with Joe. And I like Matthew McConaughey yeah. too. And he's in that movie. He plays the coach, doesn't he? Matthew yeah. McConaughey plays the coach. Yep. That's a good that's a good flick. Yeah, so I gotta I gotta eventually I'll see that. It's one it's on my bucket list of movies that I haven't seen that I need to see. Um there's a lot of those out there because I haven't seen <laughs> Batman v Superman. I haven't seen the uh you, the four hour skip- extravaganza of if you skip Batman versus Superman, you might be okay to skip that one. <laughs> I've heard I've heard not good things about that. If but, you're gonna uh, watch it, watch the un ultimate edition. Okay. The uncut that- version. Yeah. Because it makes sense. Because if you watch the, the movie version, you could tell where there's parts that don't make sense. And when you watch, watch the Ultimate Edition, they have all the parts in there that makes they it. They help tie that story flow. correctly. Yeah, it ties in the different parts of the movie. It's like, oh, why can't you just show this in the first one? But yeah, wait, need... Warner Brothers was being dicks. That's why. Yeah, and I still haven't watched the four-hour extravaganza of Zack Ryder's um, uh, Jack Justice Snyder. League. Snyder. I said Zack Snyder. Or no, it's Jack Snyder. Zach Ryder. Ryder. Oh, did I? Sweet. Woo, woo, woo. (laughs) You know it. (laughs) That was sweet. Jeremy inadvertently said that. We got to have fun with it. So, yeah. It's Zach Snyder, right? Zach Snyder. Yeah, I, I'm, yes. I'm with you there. I, I still have not sat down to watch the the, the Snyder cut because it's a lot better. I don't know. When I read the description, I'm like, well, it just sounds like a longer version of what we saw in theaters. Yeah, I don't know, but... It doesn't I, seem I'm like also, it's four I'm, hours I'm also, when you watch it. I'm also one of these people who, while while I like Man of Steel and didn't think Batman v Superman was as bad as everybody thought it was, I'm also not one of these people who thinks Zack Snyder is some kind of, like, fucking visionary filmmaker, you know? I mean, it's I did like... like- I did like the Snyder cut of Justice League better than the original for sure. Yeah, so, I mean, I'll, I'll watch it at it some point. Way better. I'm just, I'm just not like saying, "Oh, I must see Zack Snyder's ultimate vision okay. of what this movie was going I, to be." You know, I didn't like Batman versus Superman, but it wasn't the Fantastic Four. Or it wasn't X Men Apocalypse. It wasn't as bad as some of those movies. So, oh my wow. god, huh? like if I've seen gonna, all if, those. If, if you're gonna if you're gonna cite an X Men movie for turgidness, uh, you got to go with Dark Phoenix. It's just so that, you know it's the comic book superhero movies have come a long way. Um, yeah, and and Marvel's done a hev- hell of a job of really making them good stories, like the Marvel universe. Um, but you know, DC's trying to do you know the people that are making the DC movies. They're trying. They they've got some steps. They got some some leaps and bounds to make to make some really good movies. They shouldn't have to release like ultimate cuts. And their their problem is is they have a studio that holds them back. Right. They yeah they they. They've, Warner Brothers is stepping in way too many times and fucking these movies up. Right. So. Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers can never make up their mind as to what they want. They think that one thing works in one context, so that's the way everything's going to be. They're like, like the, you know, the the Nolan Dark Knight trilogy is so wildly successful, 
So then they're like, okay, everything's got to be dark and no jokes allowed. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> that doesn't really work outside For every of superhero. Batman. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, like Batman's Batman, that kind of character. Right. Superman and Wonder Woman and the Flash and Green Lantern are not. But they didn't seem to fucking understand that. And it, it basically, you know, that's why the like all these attempts for this like shared universe and thing, I, I think for, for the, I mean, first of all, they were copying off Marvel, obviously. Second of all, they did it wrong. They tried to do the group movie first. And I'm sorry, I've said this a million times. It's, you And this, this applies really more to the Snyder cut and, and it's a little bit to the theatrical version of Justice League. You don't start with fucking dark side because there's nowhere to go from there. Dark side is the ultimate villain in DC. You know, he's the one you have to face. You know, he's the end boss. Uh, you know, you, you needed to do something that was a little more earthbound that would give them a reason to come together as a unit before you go with the intergalactic threat of, you know, the all powerful dark side. I mean, that's all I'll say it till the day I fucking die. And they teased a little bit of that with the, you know, Lex Luthor on his yacht with, you know. Um, right. they, they teased like a Legion of Doom type thing, which would yeah. have been fine. Yes. I would have loved to have seen that. So, you know. Yeah, they had, like, they had a gangbang before they, they, you know, they just had a couple single duns. Yeah. So let's, let's we'll see how bang. the Flash movie goes. Flash well, movie right, should correct. Thing. Now, now they're more or less introducing their own multiverse, which it's like the problem with that is, well, Marvel's beating them to that punch too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so they have. It's well, going to look I mean, like kind of. You know, yes and no. Yes and no in that aspect. I mean, they're just doing what it's already been done in the comics. Per so se. here's because here's the DC. Thing. Go, go ahead, Joe. Go ahead. No, I mean DC kills kills Marvel and animes uh, animated series and shows, oh, yeah. and they Absolutely. they kill them with the and the the normal TV shows, right? So even though Marvel had the little run on Netflix to all the other DC shows on WB, just pretty much outpaced those, right? And the only reason those aren't on Netflix anymore is because Disney bought all that and said, eh, "Nope, we're going to take care of control of that," but. Going to the DC TV shows and going to Flash. Flash introduced the multiverse. I think it was season two. They introduced their Earth One, Earth Two kind of stuff. I'm yeah, pretty yeah. sure. I think it was. Uh, uh, was it, it might have been season it, three at the latest. It definitely was. Yeah, end. that's when they did um, uh, with Supergirl. There was a yeah. storyline and him and Supergirl met up. Yeah. And that's so, when Supergirl was still on CBS. Yeah, before so they, they got have, kicked off of CBS. So they introduced they the multiverse kind of theory before Marvel did it with the movies. Um, but they just didn't do it on the bigger scale because it wasn't a theatrical movie. It was the TV series. And they've been running with that for quite a while now with The Flash. And it's interesting when I watched The Flash um, trailer for the movie – it's almost like they are kind of taking the concept from the TV show and now putting it into the movie with the, the multiple flashes and stuff like that. So it's going to be interesting how they do that and see if they just run. I, I, I would hate to see them run the same story that's already been played out on the TV series. No, nah, I don't think they are there. I think they're going to go. I don't think they are, but even if they do, I mean, it's like, it's different things. So I, 
from what I've read, they're incorporating like what they did with the animated Flashpoint movie and parts of the Flashpoint in the comics. Okay. So they're kind of taking those two iterations per se. I think they're changing shit up too, like they always do. It's a movie. They're not going to go. We're we're, we're getting multiple Batman. So, yes. Yeah. Yes. I did hear Michael Keaton's Batman voice in the trailer for The Flash that I saw. Yeah. That was interesting. And and, and Affleck's Batman is supposed to be in it too. So, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. So that'll be fun. Well, so it's also going to be kind of fun because like that, the Flash movie comes out, I think it's next uh, November or December now. Um, But, you know, Keaton's going to be reappearing as, you know, Vulture in the Morbius movie, (laughs) which will be out in, was that March, I think? So that looks cool. The trailer, the new trailer for that looks cool. I didn't see the new one yet, but uh, the the initial one, you know, definitely intrigued me. So, so. uh, I like that. I like that Matt Smith's going to be in it because, again, Doctor Who. So uh, it'll be interesting There's... to see what they do with what they do with him and that. But yeah, it's definitely it's definitely intriguing looking because it's obviously a much different uh, type of character and everything. And you never quite know what you're going to get out of Jared Leto. So <laughs> that's true. you watch the new trailer because they drop some more like Spider Man esque hints in the new trailer. So well, here's... And then he, he even well, does. I think they say. He's like, I'm not really a, a hero or a villain. Like he says that in the trailer. Yeah, I think that what they I think they decided that they were going they were going for like the anti-hero kind of thing. Kind of, like, kind of kind of like Venom and in, in, in what they've done with the two Venom movies so far, I think. Yeah. But I think there's still like this like hope or speculation that they're gonna be building to like a Sinister Six thing, but at the same time it's like well, we, we gotta wait to see what exactly happens in, in Spider-Man because I think Tom Holland has kind of said that he's done with it after this. So we'll we'll see there. So you guys, uh, were, when you guys, they were supposed to, they were supposedly building in the Sinister Six and the Amazing Spider-Man too at the end, but then of course they they scrapped all of that. So when you guys go to go see Eternals, I don't know. I probably will not see it until it comes out. On something available to me. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm hoping next week, but you know, we'll see. I mean, I, I know it's not gotten the strongest reviews and it's long, uh, but you know, I, a lot I'm of the gripe movie. is because it's a long movie. Whoop de doo, two and a half hours. They didn't complain about Marvel, you know, the Avengers, but it is what it is. Well, it's because well, it's not I mean, Marvel it, Avengers. <laughs> People that don't, unless you know the comics, you probably don't know who the Eternals. I didn't know what the Eternals was. I, I'm just tired of the critics anymore because they they nitpick on these fucking superhero movies because they want them to be like fucking Godfather like esque movies and plots and storylines. It's just it's just annoying to listen to half the shit anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm well, going I mean, tomorrow at five o'clock, so there's, we'll, there's... Uh, we'll see. There's definite things with with the, with the pacing of a movie as well. I mean, uh, like Endgame was like three hours long. Never really felt three hours long. No. The most recent Bond movie was like two and a half hours, two hours, 45 minutes. It felt longer than that. <laughs> when a movie mm, feels long, then For me it there's didn't. a problem. Uh, there's, then, then there's a problem because that means... That means that the pacing is just off. When a long movie doesn't feel like a long movie, then you know they did it right. That's that's the way I've always looked at it. So, like Lawrence of Arabia, yeah. four hours long. There's parts of it that drag, but for the most part, it it doesn't because it, the, the story is very compelling and 
you know, with switches, you know, up and there's enough like, you know, action scenes in it and stuff like that. So, you know, it just, it, it all depends. But yeah, the most recent Bond movie felt like a slog to me. So yeah, uh, D- Dune did a little bit too, uh, because I, I haven't watched that yet. I, I, I thought the pacing was a little off there, but that was more in terms of the storytelling. Like I've never read the book of Dune, but I've seen the original David Lynch directed version from the 80s, which of course was, you know, a lot of people's minds a train wreck. And I watched the the miniseries version they did on Sci-Fi Channel around the turn of the century. So mm. I'm familiar enough with the story so that when I was watching this one, I was like, okay, so they're taking their time getting to this. And like all of a sudden, like the big thing happened, but then there was like more after that, which made it feel, it felt like a drag a little towards the end. So mm. I'm still very intrigued to see what they do with part two though. So pot yeah <laughs> yes pot, no, no. pot yeah. <laughs> do, you do? Pot do. i gotta take a do <laughs> i'll go i'll take a do <laughs> before before we get into involvement anything else i just want to bring up something that we talked about last week we we're talking about nfl coaches and like you know pulling the plug early and stuff like that because we we're talking about like the eagles yes. coach and the giants coach and everything and I mentioned how, like, you know, Zach Taylor had two disastrous first years, and it seems like the Bengals are turning it around this year. So that you got to give coaches, like, a little bit of time and everything. Thanks to a question on this one Giants blog I uh, follow, um, I found a few other coaches who struggled at first and then turned it around. So I just wanted to kind of give those examples. Okay. Dick Vermeil. His first two years with the Eagles, they were 4-10 and 5-9. and five and nine. Then they went nine and seven, 11 and five, 12 and four, made the Super Bowl. Yeah. Ron Rivera with the Panthers, his first two years, they were six and 10, seven and nine. Then they went 12 and four. Then after a subpar year, they went 15 and one and went to the Super Bowl. And lost. Yes, but still, <laughs> 15, and one, 15 and one and went to the Super Bowl. I'm just happy this about that because Cam Newton never got a Super Bowl win. So, yeah, <laughs> this, this is the one that amazed me because it was, you know, it was before my lifetime. So I never really fully realized it. Bill Walsh, first two years of the 49ers, two and 14, six and 10. Year three, 13 and three, won the Super Bowl. And he won two more Super Bowls after that. And the only losing season they had was in the strike short in season of 1982 and of course he's in the hall of fame as a coach so you know it's just there are times where you just you do have to i think try to give it more than two years for a head coach unless he shows just overwhelmingly visible incompetence which well my coach needs to go then i don't i don't disagree with that at all pat um i i totally agree with that but in that process the coach has to be given tools. Like if you're going to give him three years, let's say three years, you have to start giving him tools within those three years to start working with and building the team that you expect him to be able to coach and be a winner with. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know if the Eagles are going to do that. Fair I haven't point. seen, I haven't seen it in the past years. I mean, lightning in a bottle, 2017 season, the Eagles win the Super Bowl, and, and it's just been downhill from there. So yeah. Well, I mean, as, a, but, as, as, as a Giants fan, I can sympathize with you there because the Giants, like, year after their Super Bowl wins were, like, always pretty pathetic. Or in the case of 2008, it looked like we were going to win the Super Bowl again until somebody shot himself in the fucking leg in a nightclub. <laughs> that was the greatest story of that year. I was like, really? <laughs> that guy shot himself? Like, really? So sad. 
And what yeah, were you saying, like, AJ? They're, they're like immediate years after the Super Bowl ones always suck. So. Denver's not been good since they won the Super Bowl. So, I mean, when you, it's hard to replace a Hall of Fame quarterback. So. And they also had their issues with, like, their coach had to retire. So. You save you save her when you get the Super Bowl wins. You save her them. Because one of us on here hasn't had one for a really long time. Yep. So yeah, 1985, right, Joe? You save yep. them. You save her them. We get them. I mean, my other teams have given me a bunch of championships since then, but that's what it is. Yeah, as one of these weird bastards who likes both the White Sox and the Cubs, he's gotten to see both of those teams along the way through. <laughs> and neither of yeah. those teams have won a World Series since before the Great Depression, for Christ's sake. <laughs> and in the case uh, of one of the teams, it's before World War One. I. I know. That's where I'm like, what the Braves, the Atlanta Braves, was like, oh, wow, we have won a World Series since such and such. I'm like, shut the fuck up when you have 85 and 108 years. Come talk to me then. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, you know the kind of interesting thing about the Braves was too they won exactly one World Series when they were in Boston they won exactly one, one, one World Series in their you know decade and a half in Milwaukee and up till now they had won exactly one World Series in Atlanta so I was always joking with people sometimes that they were going to have to move again in order to win a World Series <laughs> Some, someone on a sports show I, I, I listened to mentioned that too Yeah, found that odd <laughs> Here's something else eerie about the Braves winning the World Series that I just saw. So Hank Aaron, of course, you know, passed away earlier this year. And he, of course, wore number 44 for his, you know, playing career. And it's been retired by the Braves and by the Brewers, which was weird. But anyway, the Braves won 44 games in the first half of the regular season. And they won 44 games in the second half of the regular season. And they clinched the World Series victory in the 44th week of the year. Mm -hmm. That's just like a creepy coincidence kind of thing. But I I saw that today and I went, whoa, I just got to chill. That is odd, really? Like, seriously? Most teams, when when their best player gets hurt, don't win the World Series, right? (laughs) Well, yeah, that's it. When Acuna got hurt early in the year, I just said, well, the Braves are done. Right. Luckily, luckily for them, they played in a division where the only other two teams that were in contention couldn't get out of their own fucking way in the Mets and the Phillies. And And they made they made proper they they made good trades. Yes, they made the moves. They decided, you know what, the right trades. We're 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 going for it, and it paid off for them. And you have to really commend them for that because they could have packed it in when Acuna got hurt and said, "Well, this just ain't our year." They didn't do it. So, yeah, kudos to them, and kudos to them for beating those cheating bastards from Houston. That's right. That's all I wanted. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's all everybody wanted. The only people rooting for the Astros were that were Astros fans. Everybody else in America was rooting for the Braves. Yeah, pretty yeah, much most like, of the when, state when, of when, Texas, when, and that's it. Right, and it's like when I think I think we said this problem when it got to the LCS and it was Atlanta against the Dodgers and Houston against Boston. I'm like, well, shit, I've got a choice between you know the you know the the shit sandwich and the turd hoagie. <laughs> um, you know in both leagues so who's the team that least bothers me right now oh my god it's the braves so i'm going with the shit sandwich because it's smaller than the turd hoagie <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh i i forgot to mention this is a double stack shit. Uh, <laughs> it, it depends which sandwich jeremy so it's a club it's a club <laughs> yeah whichever one of those sandwiches 
Jeremy's responsible for I'm staying away from. <laughs> I told my wife <laughs> the story about oh, when you lived oh, in your house in PA and and taking care of business in your small bathroom downstairs. <laughs> She's like, really? I was like, yeah. I said, it wasn't really my fault. There was no fan in that fucking bathroom. <laughs> there wasn't. So, so the I stink remember, just went I, everywhere. I do, I do remember the one time you forgot to close the door right away, and we all suffered for about a half an hour. So, <laughs> yep. my, yes, we like, did. Oh, Ten day, like I forgot video. to close the door when I was doing that. No, after no, no, no. When, when you were done, like you oh, left when the I was done, open. you came yeah. out and you left the door <laughs> open. Oh, I forgot to close the door like that. Closed so, it. Like, it was I don't like, remember that. <laughs> it was open for like five seconds, but that was enough to make us all suffer for half an hour. So probably like, probably like. 10 days ago my my brother ned was like i called him and i was like what's up ned and he's like what are you doing and i was at work and he was at like uh like the hardy's restaurant right by my work and we were about to open and he's like oh well, i'll come over and see you and when he came over he's like can i use your bathroom and he went in there and blew it up and there was this girl working with me and she's like she didn't, I don't think she got it, but she's like, I, I think you should go in there and clean since your brother was in there just for COVID reasons. So I had to go in there and clean after he was in there. And it was the whole back room. Guys, the whole back room smelled. You know, that's why, that's why I, I got, I got to say though, that's okay. why I'm so, so grateful. And especially I'm, I'm grateful mostly for the, uh, the, the female coworkers that I have that my office has two bathrooms. Um, so it makes things a lot easier to deal with. <laughs> that is a good uh, thing. I wish I had the Ace Ventura "Woo, don't go in there" <laughs> soundbite right uh. now. <laughs> Do not go in there. <laughs> Woo! I don't know if Jeremy still can. Clearly, my brother Ned is still capable of it. I don't know if Jeremy still is, but clearly, uh, yeah, my- I've still been capable. But I try to open <laughs> windows and turn on fans. <laughs> To keep the stink down. Having 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 the exo- having oh Jesus man, sorry. Watching the Rangers game, they're now down three nothing after they blew two leads earlier in the week and uh, lost in overtime. Uh, they ain't getting overtime today, fucking Calgary. Anyway, um, yeah, having the exhaust fan is so important. Let me tell you, this it is. It it really suck that stuff up into the attic. Let the attic stink. <laughs> <laughs> Let it all go up. Oh, man. So I think it's time for a little bit of wrestling. And uh, for anybody that's watching us or you're listening in, don't worry. We do have a Mount Rushmore coming. We're going to be doing Mount Rushmore of our favorite groups or um, bands. So that'll be a, a good one. And uh, we... Uh, Let's see. Do we have? We don't have any more details on our contest, uh, how you're going to win, but you do have to tune into our live um, watch party of the Survivor Series in order to win a T-shirt. We're going to be giving away two T-shirts. Two That's in two weeks. In two, two weeks, weeks yep. Tomorrow. In two weeks from tomorrow, uh, as we're recording this on Saturday. So you do have to tune in. Darth Pat already has our questions ready. Uh, so when you tune in, when we start doing those questions, we'll give you exactly how you're going to be able to win those shirts. Uh, but you will have to answer one of two questions in order to win a shirt. So there's only going to be one winner per question, two questions, two winners. So, uh, if you want to win, you want to get a sweet t-shirt, 
from the Four Guys Roundtable Show. You'll want to tune in at that time. All right, so let's talk a little bit of wrestling. And with that, we have to play our favorite, my favorite soundbite for wrestling. Oh, yeah! So. Yes, now I'm I going mean, to ask you a bunch of questions. And I want to have them answered immediately. <laughs> when, when you get, when you have a podcast and two days before the podcast, WWE releases a bunch of people. It's like, hey, look, we got something to talk about right off the bat. I and know. Not, and, and, and again, not just that they released a bunch of people, that they, but that they released a bunch of people with like the supposed reason to be budget cuts right <laughs> after they not only announced, but bragged about how they just posted record profits, which they were also saying that like, oh, we're revising our projections to bump them up. So naturally, that's when you go fire a shitload of people. Oh, son of a bitch! <laughs> this, this, this is the second time they've done it where I don't, other than Frankie Monet, I don't give a fuck about the rest of them, so I'm laughing about all the rest of them, so. I honestly, when I looked at the list, I was like, um... There's only one I see on here that I actually know. I'm like, who the hell are the rest of these fucking people? <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna laugh at people losing their jobs, but it's if you suck, you suck. I mean, that's that's a that's a matter of that's a matter of opinion in some right. cases. I mean, a, yeah, there are about half the list of people I guess that have only have really been in NXT, so I didn't have a great deal of familiarity with them, but. And in, in, in some and in some cases, it's like I I, I could I, like I can actually understand them firing Nia Jax because oh yeah I didn't know that name too sorry so she 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 had a lot of opportunities to hurt people she, she hurt people she's part of the hurt locker um, and <laughs> a, a, there, 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 there there was a sense of well what the hell else can we do with her right now. So it's like this was like the whole thing where it's like back in like the territory days. It was it was this was like the whole go learn a new hold thing. I mean, it means like go work somewhere else, and then you know, hey, maybe we'll 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 reevaluate, and uh, if you've gotten better, we'll bring you back in eighteen months or something. Like totally that. Well, she non factor. She she, uh, she was actually she was yeah. actually supposed to return next week. Yeah, but oh, nice. but but I but I but I think. AJ's right there, and that that probably played into it as well, um, which also kind of makes you wonder where AJ Styles is right now, though, because they said that he's out supposedly with a with a non <laughs> a non injury medical issue. Which it's like, well, if that's not if he's positive for COVID, then what the fuck is it? Kind of he has the sniffles, a chew. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, 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 it just makes one wonder. But you know, I mean, that's that's I all. Mean, it is. Even Marie's never been rehired, so even Marie. No, that right. one yeah, never I mean, made sense I, to I, me. I never understood why they hired her in the first place. The the carrying cross thing, total debacle. I mean, obviously, I I think they could have had something there, but as soon as they like somebody said, well, as soon as they bring him up to the main roster and they turn him into discount store super shredder, uh, <laughs> you know, it's That's like nice. you, you just Poor have man's to gladiator. Go anymore. Now. And then, the, the the Keith Lee thing. I mean, I know AJ hates Keith Lee, but it, it felt like again they they fucked around with him a couple of times and didn't seem to know what to do with him. So okay, fine. Now there's a thing coming out saying that oh he had attitude, which really feels like a cover. I mean, so, even if he did, some of it is. Carrying Cross and Keith Lee had the worst 
main event at a takeover ever. That match was a fucking train wreck. And if somebody tries to tell me that match wasn't a train wreck, they weren't watching the same match that me and the rest of my friends were watching, saying this match is terrible. So that match I didn't was the see worst it, so. main event yeah, at a takeover. It. it was it was it was a decent takeover that got ruined by that match. I I did not like Keith Lee the first time I saw him. I was not impressed. I've seen other big guys like Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens wrestle, and they are better wrestlers than him. And the and Kevin Owens is way better on the mic. I I think Keith Lee was average at best on the mic. I think he was awful. But some people say the guy had charisma. I did not see that charisma ever. So and I know other people, not you guys, but there are other people that also thought he was terrible. So it's not just me. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I don't understand why people liked him. I didn't see anything with him. Cross, I, I, he had a really good entrance and really good theme music. But in NXT, they they booked him as the prototypical big man where they let him do six moves. And Joe has told me that he was a better wrestler previously. I'm inclined to give him the benefit of the doubt on that. But I didn't see anything from him in NXT to make me say, I can't wait to see this guy wrestle again. <laughs> right. So, I mean, almost what you're saying there, but again, there is pretty much, well, WWE dropped the ball, you know. Well, and, you know, I, the couple times that I got to see Keith Lee wrestle, I was not impressed. I'm like, this is, you know, he's your typical big guy. Like there's nothing, there was nothing to me that made him special, that made him stand out from a crowd of people. Well, so it doesn't make sense along, to keep. If, if he had came along before Samoa Joe or Kevin Owens, maybe, maybe he's different, but he, he's, he's trying to follow these two guys. Samoa Joe has set the bar pretty high for big guys in the ring. He he set the bar high eight to 10 years when he was in TNA, he set that bar pretty high. Yeah. And then you bring Owens, who's probably the best big guy I've ever seen in the mic. And he's a good wrestler. It's hard to, it's hard to follow those two guys and, and do something different than them that makes you stand out. So yeah. and it's just, you know, in, in WWE, we all know this. They are notorious for not letting they, – they just put people in this – this is what we want you to be. You make it work. You know, They don't give a lot of leeway for guys to come up with their own gimmicks, and especially because all gimmicks have to be run through Vince. Like We know Vince is the end-all, be-all with, with you know, storylines and this and that, and especially when it comes to gimmicks. He gives his approval on all gimmicks. So if you can't come up with a really good gimmick and a name to go with that gimmick, you're, you're doing whatever they want you to do. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and it's really very- hard to get him to buy into your gimmick. Like it's It's not an easy thing for that for you to come up with a gimmick that he's going to like and approve of and give you the AOK to run with. Yeah, so. they're, they're they're very much square pegging round holing people. Oh but yeah. There are also guys though who if you have an, an unlimited resource of charisma or you have a ton of charisma, you can make things work even if you're giving given a shit stick. And I don't think Keith Lee had charisma and I don't think he was going to be able to turn something that was mediocre into something good because I don't think he was really that good at that kind of stuff. So no, some guys, some guys can't, and it really comes down to, okay, this is what I've been given. How can I take this shit sandwich and turn it into 
chicken salad? You know, how can I make this work for me? Like chicken chicken salad. Yeah, yeah, that too. But anyways, (laughs) however you want to put it, I like just regular sit sandwich. Okay. Just that's just me. Um, but how well, do I, don't I, understand. I, I just don't understand how you're turning shit into chicken. That's all. Because I got magical freaking powers, man. Don't you okay, know? You I'm a wizard. That. I'm a wizard. Don't you know? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> um, but honestly, I mean, it, it becomes the talent's ability to be able to take what they're given, make it their own within their personality, their abilities. And a lot of people... Unfortunately, they cannot, are not able to buy into what they've been given and say, okay, I've been given the turd. How do I make it shine? You know, and evidently Keely was not one of those guys that could take what they were saying. This is what we want you to be and making it shine. And and it happens all too often. You know, Karrion Cross, another one. I, I, I thought his gimmick was terrible. And that doesn't mean that he was terrible, but his gimmick is terrible, which makes him look bad. You know, um, Nia Jax, her gimmick was good. She she fit the gimmick perfectly, but she just was not able to do anything with that gimmick. Like, that was the perfect gimmick for her. It, she just couldn't make it work. I mean, she worked yeah. when she was with Shayna, but that's the only time she ever really worked. And that's because she was with somebody else. That the, the 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 pairing with Alexa worked when especially when they did when they finally turned her because Alexa was just constantly bullying her that that worked for a time but then they seemed like they pulled the plug on that a little too fast. She hurts people. Yeah. Like a yeah, that's, 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 that's that's the problem. I mean, when she punched Becky, they got lucky and that worked. That turned into like you know a lightning in a bottle. But that obviously didn't plan that. They didn't say, "Hey, Nia, go punch Becky and bust her open." And we're gonna we're gonna build make a star out of this. Like that happened by accident. So Naya probably got some credit inadvertently for that because she set the Becky thing in motion. But that was not her intentional doing. And she just punched her really hard, and so she really hurt Becky even there. <laughs> yeah. So you know the, the, the interesting thing here, though, in in my in my mind is. Um, you know, we're talking talk about both Nia Jax and Keith Lee here and talking about how Nia hurt people and talk about, you know, Keith Lee, just his general um, look, uh, build, I guess you could say, just kind of contrast it with Mark Henry in a way. This, this isn't a fair comparison in a lot of ways, but Mark Henry came along so slowly, if you remember from when they like, you know, he they yeah. first brought him on TV back in 1996 and everything. He also hurt people. Um, he also took, it seemed forever to find the right gimmick and, and he got hurt a lot. So he was kind of in and out and everything, but eventually they did find something with him that made him work in it, that, that, that made it work and everything. And that took like years. Now I know Keith Lee's a little older than Mark Henry was then and everything, but it just kind of, it's just kind of interesting where it's like, once again, it's like they just don't want to seem to give guys enough time to develop or anything. And this is why I also think NXT is a little detrimental because, and this is why, like I've said repeatedly, why I never really wanted to watch NXT. It seems like too many guys are forced to change something from what worked in NXT for them. When they come up to the main roster, then they, they're expected to be something completely different. And 
the like the joke, I guess, has always been that because you know, Vince never watched NXT, so he didn't know what the hell was going on there. Might as well have been WCW or whatever. So mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. It 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 just. It, it, just, it just feels short. It just feels so short-sighted in a lot of ways. And again, I, I still don't know what it is that they're trying to do here with with NXT 2.0. It seems like it seems like the only thing that they got going for them right now is Rick Steiner's kid and Carmelo Hayes. I think Carmelo okay. Hayes is is, is is special. I think he's another yeah. one that they got that's got that's got superstar written on him. So yeah, and, but like 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 one of my friends, he, he was amazed how Chomp is still there and. Um, I think I think I told him I said I said I said I said I'm pretty sure Champa doesn't want to come up to the main roster. He, said, he has said he will retire. Yeah, and I, and I and I and, and I think they're and I think they're fine with that. So if he wants to stay in NXT forever, I mean that's you know let him be the guy that helps get other people over, I guess, kind of. So that's that's fine. But not I, I, I don't know. This this all just seems like one big fucking mess. You know, it's like, and we all want to say, oh well, maybe things will get better once. Vince is gone. We have no way of knowing that. I mean, God only knows what will happen. God only knows what will happen to the company by then. I mean, they they could be sold, you know, to some people. Who's really going to be in charge? Right. Yeah, I mean, honestly, again, we know I mean, Stephanie's the head of creative right now, and the fact that well, that's that's a title (laughs) the thing of it is is that it doesn't seem like she has a lot of power right now either i mean it sounds like it's all vince and pritchard and laurenitis and you know nick Khan, who's on the on the more on the on the business side of it but you know again it's like let's say they theoretically sell to some corporation again nbc universal is the most likely because of the peacock deal and everything even though even though that would obviously piss off uh, you know, Fox to no end. Um, I think we've all hey, seen corporate ownership of wrestling is terrible because that's ultimately what fucked WPW. You can keep going, Pat, but I'm going to tell Jeremy. Jeremy, see if you can find Max Caster doing his rap on Daniel Bryan last night. It was pretty funny. From, oh, uh, Randy. boy. I heard about it. I heard about it. <laughs> So you can continue, Pat. I just wanted Jeremy to start looking for. He's in the acclaim, Jeremy. His name's Max Caster, and he did a rap on Daniel oh. Bryan last night. It was pretty funny. Yeah, it, it was. It definitely was. <laughs> but I, and, and and now, of course, everybody's going to speculate how many of these people will end up in AEW. I, I, don't, I don't want to. I don't really want to see any of them there personally. But I, I don't know. I, I don't know that any of them would really. Add a lot to AEW. Maybe Carrying Cross and Scarlet, if they actually kept them together as an entity. Yeah, maybe Frankie Monet, like you said. Um, you know, it's it's really hard to say. Thing of is, you know, again, AEW's got a bloated ass roster as it is. So adding people isn't necessarily excuse me, adding people isn't necessarily the right way to go for them, especially because their ratings haven't really gotten any better. I think I read that they're dynamite rate the last, most recent dynamite rating on yeah. wednesday was like the lowest it had been in a long time so it's like it's like we we know they have guys that i think are are more wanting to be seen by a certain part of the audience but again it's starting to look more and more likely like it's just a certain part of the audience so um i mean if AEW wasn't gonna like you know getting big momentum from punk danielson and cole 
what is going to get it? No, but that that means they do have to be selective. That you have to be selective and say, okay, do we want Bray Wyatt or not? Because to me, he's somebody that they could sign in January. Do we want Kevin Owens? Is Kevin Owens a guy that's really worth it? Like you get guys like that when they come along, maybe those are the guys, but I don't think you just need to assign everybody that's available. And and you're right. And I think they did that. And I think they need to back off of that and be more selective about the guys that they do pick. So, cause I don't think they need everything. I think they need pieces, but not everything. I think they need to be a little bit more coherent with some of their storylines. And I think they need to be a little bit more selective with um with, with who they're putting on tv like they did that little thing with pillman jr and mjf and pillman jr disappeared uh i mean i'm not as uh, really a fan of his but the crowd likes orange cassidy and it seems like he's not consistent with his appearances in a lot of ways um meanwhile they're giving all this tv time to fucking jericho who should retire <laughs> and all this and, and i'm sorry all this america's top team you know it's like i don't give a fuck about a bunch of mma people being in wrestling and everything and it seems like i guess that the agreement or whatever between AEW and impact is over so gals and anderson are gone which yeah could stay that way then uh and i don't know if that means callus is gone too but i also feel Maybe it should stay that way and just let those four guys do whatever they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I just feel like, and that's one of the problems I've had with trying to watch AEW. It's like, I don't know if I always feel like watching both shows, both, you know, each week. Um, but also it's like, so if I watch Dynamite one week and then I watch Dynamite the next week, it's like, I'm not always necessarily getting like the same thing. You know what I, you know what I kind of mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think dynamite was good this week. I, I thought rampage a one hour show was better than the two hour show. And I didn't think the women's match last night was great, but I still thought the show overall, they had Daniel Bryan on, they had CM Punk and fucking Kingston tear the house down. in one of the best face to faces I've seen in a long time. And, and they had Adam Cole fight John Silver. So they had their their three newest like stars all on that one hour show last night. So that show was better than Dynamite this week. And then I, I, I told Joe, I knew we were going to get gold from Kingston and CM Punk on the mic, and it happened last night. <laughs> yep. So the only, yeah, yeah, the only the only problem there to a certain respect is when you have like three hours of television, and I know they have their YouTube shows. Um you can't always have those guys on both shows because yeah. there is a, there is a little bit of a less is more uh, aspect to it. And it, it's just also because you do have other guys in your roster who you do need to build. So the, 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 build. The, but those guys like Cole and Brian didn't wrestle on Wednesday. Yeah. Like Cole was in a backstage segment for five minutes and Brian well, wasn't on. Or well, Brian that's was fine. On. Yeah, that, that's fine. So you like, got the uh, promo up here. I yeah. do. If you're, do that, if you're gonna do that with them on on Dynamite, like where their where their like appearances are minimal or like limited to like a, a backstage promo or something, and then have them wrestle on Rampage, yeah, that's fine. That that works for me. All right, shall I go now? Yes. yes. Okay. Don't be mad at me, bro, because you only known for your wife's reality 
show. And you should eat some eggs. Look at Bowen's arms. They're bigger than your legs. I'm going to put you in the poverty, dog, because I ain't careers quicker than your father-in-law. How stiff. What a treat cast is. I don't know who that Bowen's guy is, but... I, I don't think AEW should be taking pot shots at WWE all the time because it's it's like focus on yourself, you know, make your own product. But that one was still classic. Considering the context where it's like they, they, they really just callously fired 18 people after they were talking about record profits, that was fucking gold. And who – he said father-in-law. Who is – so, John Laurinaitis. Yeah. Brie, Brie and Nikki Bella's mother is married to John Laronitis since 2016. Really? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. You know no, you know I did that? not know that. Oh, okay. Like the day, like they showed it in some backstage things that were on like the network. Mm. Uh, if you watched the, if you watched the reality show like I did, you would have known. <laughs> I don't know that's not <laughs> Sorry. So, um, I will. I don't care. Bowens, it intrigued I don't me. Really like Bowens, but Caster's hilarious, and Caster is a pretty good wrestler too. So, and and Bowens and Daniel Bryan had a decent match. So, mm. yeah, no, that was that was that was pretty funny with the cucumber the cucumber bit, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, it Especially was hilarious. Because, as we all know, cucumbers are fucking horrible. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> I do not like cucumbers. I don't like cucumbers. I like pickles just fine, but I do not. I cannot stand. I don't cucumbers. like pickles. You don't like I a don't. sweet. You don't like a sweet gherkin in your mouth. No. <laughs> I like to give a sweet gherkin to someone's mouth, but I don't want it. <laughs> hey, somebody said last night that John Silver looks like Boris Sukov. I was like, yes, he does. Who is John Silver? I am not He's familiar. Johnny Hungy from the Dark Order. He's the little guy that's always flexing his muscles. <laughs> now I got to look yeah. this up. You said John. He lo- John Silver looks like who? Boris Zukov. You remember Boris Zukov? He was one half of the Bolsheviks with Nikolai Volkov. I know. Silver does kind of look like him. It's not a, a terrible bit, yeah. comparison. So one of the announcers said it last night. I don't know which one, but one of them made the comparison. Pat, did you I, – I I try to get at least one tidbit of entertainment from Mr. Cornette each week. So his thing – did you see what he said about at to Adam Cole this week? Or Did I see what about him and Adam Cole? Jim Cornette kind of shit on Adam Cole. Yeah, he – Guilt by I, association. I, it's like guilt by association with him. Right. right. It's and and uh, to be, I'm going to be honest. I I filter that shit out when Cornette starts going on those rants because it's 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 repetitive with his his his, his dissing of Omega and the Bucks, and it's like I, I I have my own issues with the Bucks, not so much with Omega. I mean, I understand why Cornette doesn't like Omega. Some of those things, I just, it's like, I never saw them. So it's in my mind, they didn't happen. I don't care about them. Who gives a fuck? Some of the ways in which he criticizes Omega, I still don't think are, I, I really don't think are fair. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I can under, I, look, I, 
I understand why he's criticizing him. It's like, if they want to have fun on a Halloween episode and everything, it's like, okay, great. In a way, though, it is like, these are the guys who are supposed to be like, you know, basically your top heels in the company. And it kind of gives off a, a thing of like, you know, we don't take business seriously. So I understand why Cornette will get pissy with something like that. To me, it's just like, well, you know, that's the way the business has been for how long now? It's not necessarily their fault uh, or anything like that. So, again, it's not something that I'm going to get up in arms but, about. But, like, I guess him, because he hangs out with the Bucks or Kenny or whatever, if, if he's a really good wrestler, hanging out with the Young Bucks isn't going to change whether you go out in the ring and put on a show or not. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't really change that. So, like, you can't right. just, I like, agree. this I guy... Agree. This guy, all of a sudden, you were one of the best wrestlers in the world, and because you're hanging out with the Young Bucks, all of a sudden you're not. And I, I just don't – that's the part of it I don't, like, like think is right because he's he is one of the best in-ring performers right now. And just because he's hanging out with the wrong people doesn't change the fact that he's not going to go out and have a banger of a match like he did last night and like he does every fucking time he's on TV. It doesn't change that. So Right. I, I agree. Yeah. It's like don't go denigrating um, – like his abilities, whether it's on the mic or in the ring, just because he's hanging out with the three people that you loathe more than anything else in the world. And, and um, Joe, you, know, you, you you can still you can still praise the guy for his work while saying, "I just wish he wasn't attached to these guys." And I don't know when you guys were listening the other night, but Joe made it very, very the the best thing Joe said the whole time the other night was when he the was only thing I said that was the best thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I'm kidding. <laughs> was he said that AEW doesn't have that like Brock Lesnar, I'm scared of you type villain? Yes. I was I, I was listening during that point and I <laughs> Oh my god, they do. Oh, oh if he had the yeah, beard, I, if his I, beard was it. more fuller, holy yeah, shit. Yeah, I, I I can see that. I can see and, that. Wow. And I do I do think that moxley wow. was going to moxley could have been that guy i think that they could have made moxley that guy and you know more power to moxley for checking himself into rehab he knows he has yeah. a problem i yeah, i have no all these i've seen dipshit people on the internet making fun of him for it and i'm like you guys are assholes so and it, for him it, to, takes, it, it takes a lot more to acknowledge that you have a problem and to seek help for it and, and yeah. for, for, for punk to come out the other night and do what he did on television was as classy as the thing as I've ever seen for punk to come out and give a shout out to Mox and like have the fans, like he didn't have to go out and do that. He didn't have to do that. Nobody told him to go out and do that. He did that of his own accord. That was a pretty classy thing for CM Punk to go out and do the other night. So the the, the only drawback, if you will, when he comes back, it's going to be very hard to turn him heel now. Yeah, you're right. You it's, it's going to be the same thing for like, it's going to be the same thing with like Roman when he came yes. back from, from yes. cancer. You do not want to make a heel out of somebody who just overcame a very real personal issue. So it's going to take a while. And I, and I, yeah, while. I, I, I was listening to that point of Thursday and you're absolutely right. Like, yeah, AEW does not have the Brock Lesnar heel. They don't have the undertaker ministry. The, of Roman, Reigns. the Roman Reigns is a good, a good person to use right. as an example, even. The, the closest thing that I think that they have to that right now is Alistair Black. And I feel like they've already done a couple things with him where it's like, 
well, he doesn't even fit that bill either. Alistair Black would work if Bray Wyatt comes in as the outsider, another outsider, and they form their own group and add somebody else, maybe. And I'm I'm gonna sh- I thought about this after the show the other day. I thought about Alistair Black. He, he he get popping up in my head, but I'm like, you bring Bray Wyatt in, and to be honest with you, I know you guys might not like this. Some of them probably aren't. But if you're going to bring outsiders in to say, try to destroy the company, bring Bray and then bring Braun right back, right in with him. You see, I knew Edgy was going to give that thing. But if you work it the right way as the out, like I'm using the word outsiders, but people from the other company coming in and wanting to destroy something that you've you know, created, you use a storyline like that. It could work. The, the only, the only issue I would have with that is I think that they did, I, I think they did enough things to Bray's character towards the end, which was more hokey than than anything else, and didn't come off the way you wanted. It, it, it really like could have or should have. Yeah. And same same thing with 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 Braun. They they couldn't ever really reconcile like once they turned him face of like how much of a monster they wanted him to be. Yeah. You know, I, it's hard to be a it's hard to be a monster face. You know, I, so. Like I, I think Joe's idea to some people has merit, just not to me and a lot of my friends. We don't, we don't want that shit. So, well, the, big, the biggest issue, the biggest issue I would have, have with something like that, the biggest issue I would have with something like that is who do you match them up against? What faces do you match them up against? And 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 I'm sure AEW's thing would be Cody, and I'm like, yeah, but the audience is still going to fucking boo him. They, they are kind of booing him, so he would not really be the best person in that scenario. I mean, Pac, yeah. If you want to get the fans to cheer for him again, you would put Cody in, but you have to put somebody else. You know who you bring in him. to go against Braun Strowman? You all know who it should be. Come on, think a little bit. Well, I'm going to give it, you his catchphrase. Feed me more. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. <no. laughs> Come on, a little Ryback. I, uh, <laughs> that guy's a douchebag. He's, he's um. Uh, CM Punk would say no, no to that one right away. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Punk, yeah, I think I'm several like, others would say no to that right away too. Yeah, Punk would veto that quicker than Jordan vetoed Isaiah Thomas on the Dream Team. So. <laughs> Are you kidding me? If, if, if Tony, if Tony Khan came to Punk and said, "I want to bring Ryback in," I think Punk would probably say. Nice work, been nice working with you. I'm yeah, happy. okay. <laughs> see ya. I'm gonna go to Impact. I'll be. I'll, I'll see you later. No, I think, that, I think at that point, Punk would just would just call it a yeah. career. <laughs> yeah, he would. He would. Uh, so, do we do we want to talk about the Survivor Series teams real quickly? Sure. Yeah, real please, quick, because we got to jump on to. Well, not jump yeah. on to. We got to move on to. Because I have no idea. I have not heard these yet. Are you going to so, read them, Pat? Okay. So I, I, I just want to preface this again, real quickly. And if you've been following our show, we we bitched about this last year. That the problem with continuing to do Survivor Series matches is that they have no impact. They have no stakes. There's no consequences. Like the last time there was is when they did the whole. Team Cena versus Team Authority thing, and that was seven fucking years ago already. Yeah, and making, so Survivor Series <laughs> yeah. irrelevant except for the title matches. Yes. 
Right, yeah. but um, yeah, so I'm talking specifically Survivor Series matches, so like yes. yeah, the traditional, you know, five on five elimination matches. So this year, WWE decided to take a shit in our mouths even more so than they have by Ooh. just randomly announcing oh, by just randomly announcing two five on five Survivor Series matches, one male, one female, both Raw versus SmackDown, and they just randomly announced these this afternoon on fucking Twitter. Yeah. So, so that should give you an idea of how much WWE values these matches. So anyway, here are the teams. Do the women's one first. Do the women's one first. Okay. So the Raw's women's team. Bianca because Belair, we're men. Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan, Carmella, and Queen Zelina. Okay, I'm very confused by that team because aren't there some heels with those? Oh faces? yeah, that, they don't care. Yeah, that, that when they do, when they do, ever since they've been doing these Raw versus SmackDowns, it's always been a mixture of faces and heels. Now, I just need to ask this question: Liv Morgan, which is she right now? I have She's no clue. She's a face. So you got three faces, two heels. Now, my biggest question before we move on: Well, two questions. First of all. If Rhea Ripley's on the team, why isn't Nikki Cross, Nikki? That's Asham? a very that's the best question you could ask right now. Why the fuck is she not on there? Aren't they aren't they the women's aren't they the women's tag yes. team champions? Yes. So why aren't yep. they both on this team? No offense to Liv Morgan, but why is Nikki Ash not on this team instead of Liv Morgan? Oh, I would take I would take Zelina Vega off and put Liv Morgan on. So well, the, we know the reason there why Zelina's on there. She just won. Queen's Cup. Yeah, well, I'll take Carmella yeah. out there because I <laughs> yeah. Morgan should be on that. Like Liv Morgan has to be on that team, I think. So okay. And then of course the other interesting thing is this almost basically indicates to me that they're either putting a pause or they're just moving on from Bianca versus Becky. Why well, I, I feel like they're moving on from that. Becky won, so I feel yeah, like she won on SmackDown. Yeah. Or on but Raw. I also have a feeling I, I I'm just guessing then they're gonna do more just like Raw versus SmackDown matches. So this means Becky will be fighting Charlotte again. I feel like it's Joe's not, uh probably. Joe's uh Joe's boy Corey Graves is is getting Carmella <laughs> TV <laughs> time. <laughs> All right, so the SmackDown's women's team. Mm-hmm. Uh Sasha Banks. Shayna Baszler, Shotzi, Natalia, and Aaliyah. The worst person in there is Aaliyah. So I don't even think I've ever seen Aaliyah. So there's and that. Not a whole lot and, to see. And obviously, the intriguing part of this, I guess you could say, is the fact that you know Shotzi just beat the shit out of Sasha last week. I guess I didn't. I didn't. I still haven't yeah. actually read what happened on SmackDown last night. But Shotzi and, and Sasha on the same team, and Shane is obviously a loose cannon and everything. So I think that the is only going way... to be a clusterfuck. Yes. Yeah, there's going to be like infighting on the team, like they always yeah. do. With and I know, I know AJ will not like this, but I, I think this would be cool. And they're not going to do it because it's only Survivor Series, it's not WrestleMania. But they should have like them all come down in like tiny tanks. <laughs> that would be cool. Uh, fuck no. <laughs> I said you wouldn't like it. One one tank uh, is bad enough. Uh, and they could, I had they a could, feeling Jerry was going there with that. And they one. could shoot. They could have snap cat like cap guns in the in the cannons. Fucking awesome. If this was like the old days, 
when the Survivor Series was still kind of a novel concept and it was about settling feuds and shit. And like they had like nicknames for the team and they had the team captain's concept. Yeah, Shotzi. If Shotzi was the team captain, then sure, have them all come out ride mini tanks. But we're the, that we're not at that. 1988 level of I know. Fucking go back, man. Sometimes you got to go back to the original, and make it good again. I will yeah, take you back to the start. Okay. Right. So the, the men's man. team, the men's teams now, the raw men's team. Oh boy. I like this. I like most of this team. Seth Rollins, Finn Balor. I mean Finn Balor. <laughs> Kevin Owens, and Ray and Dominic Mysterio. So my initial thoughts at seeing that are, well, you know, Owens had that thing and that had that match on Monday with Big E and was saying that Rollins interfered when he didn't want his help. And he then challenged Rollins to a match, I think, for this coming week's Raw. And so that's kind of interesting. And then Rollins on the same team as the Mysterios. I mean, I know it was a year ago, so we're not supposed to remember that this shit happened. But, you know, Rollins was literally trying to kill Rey Mysterio for a good portion of last year. So just the fact that they're all on the same team is kind of interesting there. And it's also interesting then that Rollins is the only heel. I'm still considering Owens a face for the time being, though it seems like he may be turning heel. Um, You know, you got Rollins and and four faces there. So that's and Rollins being Rollins, of course, insists that he's the leader and everything. And. Obviously, Balor, Owens, and Ray will all Dom- speak. That, Dominic so. could be the uh, the the new heel on that uh, team. As, uh, <laughs> I'm trying that, to figure uh, out when they're going to like pay-per-view move- ends. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out when they're going to move on from Ray Mysterio and say, "Okay, this guy has had his time." Yes, and time again. Yeah, <laughs> and again. <laughs> when Dominic turns on his dad, maybe his dad will finally ride off into the sunset. So. Well, I mean, hey, if they if they really if they really want to invest in Dominic and get him over, retiring his father would probably be the best way to do that. But absolutely, and then they could be like booyaka booyaka bye bye bye. Yeah, (laughs) but but you know, but this is but this is WWE, so they inevitably won't do that. Um, All right, so the SmackDown team: Drew McIntyre, Jeff Hardy, King Woods. That just does not sound right. Um, Sammy Zayn. Sounds like and, a place you go. And Happy Corbin. That team's bad. Happy Corbin. Happy yeah, he goes Corbin. by Happy Corbin now. That team. Yeah. That that team's that team's bad, in my opinion. Yeah. Now, obviously, the first thing, the first thought, of course, is, well, you put Woods on the team, and again, I know why Woods is on the team because he just won King of the Ring. But so, why isn't Kofi also on the team? Yeah, um, that's true. You know, obviously, we, you know, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens being on opposite teams, I'm sure there will be a moment where they're in the ring together. So that'll, that'll always be entertaining. But yeah, that team in a lot of ways just looks weaker than the Raw team. Like, it's terrible. Like, obviously, like, like obviously weaker. So. And, and like, you guys didn't, not everybody on here watched SmackDown. Not yet. These stuff, these stuff with woods and kofi as the king and then it is it is terrible it is so bad to me it is more annoying and i want to like woods as the king and they're annoying the fucking shit out of me already so what like, do they I, have woods as the king and uh kofi as the court jester to the no he's the knight but they like talk king he like talks like he's like like that the king like he has that like just like he's it's it's bad and i i texted is, is, is he talking the way booker t did when he became king yes kind of 
with like the fake accent and shit. Yeah. Yes, it, it's it's corny and it's like, and I understand people like the new day and that's fine. To me, this is worse than the other stuff they've been doing. And I texted Jay at the end of SmackDown last night. And I was like, nothing makes me more happy than watching the New Day get their ass kicked right now. So, okay, you said that Kofi's the Knights. Are they referring to him as Sir Kofi? The way that yes, the way that Mo became Sir Mo. I guess one king of the ring. It's just, it was just that 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 the, it's corny and it's just now. Yeah, every time I wanted, I wanted, every, every, every I wanted time to be happy for Xavier being the king, and they've already ruined it. Yeah, every every time they've done King of the Ring since it stopped being a pay per view, um, they've they've really like gone full scale into like just total like hokey stupidity and, with it. And, and the only time it ever worked was with Booker T. If there's and if there is, I'm sure there's people out there. I'm I'm pretty sure it's not us, thankfully. If there's somebody out there that actually thinks Happy Corbin and this Madcap Moss idiot are funny, they're terrible. So I, I, I remember Cornette's co-host, and uh, the only reason I'm bringing this up is because I remember a couple months ago he was praising the shit out of Corbin when he said he had never liked Corbin before. This is when Corbin was doing the uh, like the I'm broke shit. And yeah, he, he, he said he thought Corbin was nailing that as part. He of was. It. I don't think I've heard him say anything positive though since he became Happy Corbin. So and, and he got Riddick Moss and as a stooge that tells terrible jokes. Yeah, and Madcap Moss. It's like Madcap is a term out of the nineteen fucking forties for Christ. Well, he sake. wears like suspenders and <laughs> what? He wears like a white shirt with suspenders over it, and every he's trying. They're trying to make him look like he's back then, Pat. <laughs> Look, Jeremy, I, I, can we find a clip of Happy Corbin and Mad Cat Moss? Of course. I mean, look, I, I, I'm all for like references to like the golden age of Hollywood and stuff. Not in wrestling. I was actually reading to the. I don't really like the Viking Raiders either, but last night I wanted them to beat up Happy Corbin and Mad Cat Moss. So, boy. Yeah, you, know, you, you know, said it, Holmes. Like you know, you said you don't really, you don't really much like the Viking Raiders. I'd much rather see them wrestling the Usos or the New Day than the Usos and the New Day wrestling yes. each other. Again. Yes, yes, and then we got to see Hit Row minus B Fab last night too. So, <laughs> oh yeah, because uh, she she got cut. Okay, I, I didn't know if B Fab was she or he. She got um, cut. And... Yeah, but she got fired. It's like they literally just like brought them up to the main roster. You're fired. She, yeah. she was bad, what I've seen of her in the ring. She was bad. Like, she was Jade Cargill level, maybe worse, Pat, in the ring. Oh, I thought, uh, I thought she was just like the, like the valet manager. Oh, no, they, they put her in the ring twice in NXT, okay. and it didn't go well. I don't know how long she's been at the Performance Center. Maybe she's been there for five months, and they said, all right, we're done with you. She wasn't well, a good I mean, that, go, could really, that could very well be why they got rid of her then. Yes. So. There, there he is with the suspenders on. That's, that's, I don't even, I'm going to turn on the music, but. It does wear a cap. Well, they tell it all figured out. 
This music's terrible. Happy Corbin and Mad Cat Moss are going to be laughing when they welcome their Happy Talk guests. Corbin and Moss. Oh, oh, they had the Viking Raiders on. Okay. So two if, terrible guys with two more terrible guys. If, if their gimmick is going to be that they're all happy and everything like this, I, and look, I know that I know they are still supposed to be heels, but if their gimmick is that they're all supposed to be like happy and everything, then they should be trying to slap the fans, the fans' hands as they're coming down the the aisle and everything. And if the fans want to slap their hands, fine. But like the, you would hope that the the fans are like pulling away from them and everything. That would make it even better. But like if you're really wanting to sell that this is their gimmick then they should be i mean how many times how many chances does corbin get to be repackaged and like he's gotten like 18 attempts so so this is where he must really do a lot of backstage stuff for the company where what you referred to earlier with like keith lee or carrying cross they gave keith lee this many chances and said you're done but corbin's been around for six years and they keep repackaging him and trying again and again and nothing works but and i still and i don't understand it like i have there is like i never saw the the one that um darth pat was talking about that version of baron corbin but every version that i have seen i could care less that he's even there he's like he gets i boo i want to boo if i was there because i just don't want to see him he like, has a cool he has a cool finisher and that's it. That's yeah. the only thing he really has has had going for him this whole time is he has a cool finisher. He has one of the better finishers in wrestling. It's a badass finisher, but that only gets you so far. <laughs> yeah. There's, it's just, just been nothing that I've seen. I'm like, that makes me say this guy's got something. He's a shining like, example of somebody that they've repackaged over and over and over again. And it's not worked. Ever maybe it's working. Maybe this is working. Maybe they think this is working. He was his best thing he did was when he was doing the broke character that was working. But they like jumped from that to the the rich person too fast. It's like they were like, oh, we he's been broke for three weeks. We got to do something with this. And I think it would have been better if he would have been broke for longer. I think they like fast tracked it and they could have slow burned it a little bit more. Maybe I still didn't don't really want to see him every week. But they, the broke character worked, but they were like, I, right. maybe he got bored of it and said, I don't want to do this anymore. And because they had just done this with Cameron Grimes and NXT, it also felt like a ripoff. Oh, we just just Cameron Grimes and NXT and it worked. So now we're going to do this on the main roster because it'll work. <laughs> and the difference being Cameron Grimes actually has charisma and is entertaining. Baron Corbin, not yeah. so much. <laughs> True. All right. So let's uh, move on to our yes. final segment of the night, which is our Mount Rushmore. So who went? Oh, well, let me, I had to rem- remember to tell everybody what Mount Rushmore yeah. is this week, instead of just rushing right into it. You know, you know, you know, gotta, gotta, gotta give everybody a little taste of what it's going to be before you give them the whole and thing. Darth Pat is going back to the dark side. Oh no. Come out. Will he come out a different to- hole? <laughs> 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 All right. No so, fans. This is not the. This is not going to be the Mount Rushmore that Joe and Jeremy want, where we pick our four favorite porn stars. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know if I we can pick four. Do I don't that. even know four. I'll be, I'll be honest. I could do this. I could do this in a heartbeat. <laughs> I, I think. And I, I'd, I'd I have think, to probably throw some ones that, out 
I think Pat could do it too. I think so too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so our Mount Rushmore this this week is going to be our four favorite groups or bands of all time. So oh, it came back through the same door. Ooh. Yes, I switched it up on you on you this time. Did everything uh, work? Did everything work out okay? No. Was there good flow? So Pat, <laughs> our, our, just to let you know, our next Mount Rushmore is going to be our four favorite porn stars. You down? Yes. <laughs> Sweet. I'd have to do some research. I don't know the names of the people that I watch. <laughs> just I'm like that. I could do it right now. Sunny, <laughs> China. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, God. Evidently, AJ's watched those videos. No, I'm just throwing that out because I haven't really watched anything. I've yeah, watched that, them because I That's was what every guilty man yeah. says. I don't watch that stuff. Not recently, no. Not recently. I, I, I put a put an asterisk thing on there and said not recently so i want the truth <laughs> you can't handle the truth i have oh, that okay. one too <laughs> uh, all right so who wants to go first who's gonna take the the ball and run with it with their four bands or groups darth pat Ooh, darth pat <laughs> Joe still hasn't. I don't even. We don't even know if Joe has this four yet. I, I forgot our Mount Rushmore topic, but I know my four, so I'm good. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm good now. Real quick, let me try to. Uh, I want to look something up. But Pat can still go first. Yeah, I'll go first. I, I just need to. Oh, shit. What are you looking up? Don't worry don't, about it. We don't need a diatribe of what their history yeah. of the band is. Yes. <laughs> Before I give you the names of the bands, I want to tell you a little history on each one. <laughs> Do the what again, Jeremy? This is ready. It's time for the what. All right, here we go. <laughs> go ahead, so, Pat. Uh, Beatles. Okay. Duh. Rolling Stones. Uh-huh. The Who. Mm-hmm. And Pearl Jam. Oh, he threw a twist in there. I wasn't expecting the Pearl Jam one. Yeah, Pearl, Pearl, Pearl Jam edges out uh, like Led Zeppelin and you know a few others. So, so here's a here's a Pearl Jam pump for you. Was it even flow? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a regular. <laughs> that was the name of Ravens DDT. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and it was a a knockoff version of even flow if you will was uh jericho's uh second wcw theme when he turned heel yes. which is why you'll never which is why you'll uh you'll never hear it on on wwe network they like edit out um any of those themes that sound like they're like they well, that were just too close ones were, like, ones that were like the obvious knockoffs so like you'll never hear like ddp's theme which you know sounded like smells like team spirit and everything so uh yeah yep those are my four all right one i knew the others i was not sure so. two of them i figure i i, I kind of knew the other two i didn't yeah 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 all rolling right. stones rolling stones still going r.i.p charlie watts but mick and keith will live forever 
They're going to be cryogenically frozen, I think. <laughs> brought back to life. <laughs> one, could, one, could argue, one could argue they already have them. Right? <laughs> All right. Since AJ, since AJ threw Darth Pat out there, we're going to throw AJ out there. Uh, uh-huh. Uh, so, 3-6 Mafia. Uh, Jimmy World. Okay. Uh, Wu Tang, for sure. Like that, that would be my number one on there. Would be Wu Tang definitely. And then, hey, 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 ain't nothing to fuck with. That's right. I'm like torn between two. Mm. Um, I'll I'll go Beastie Boys. So. Okay. I wasn't surprised to hear rap groups. I wasn't sure which rap groups you were going to put on there, but I was, I was not surprised to hear rap groups out of all of us. They are, you're the one person I figured would be rap groups somewhere in there. Well, I mean, I, Jimmy was on there. I've seen Jimmy in concert a bunch of times. I, I, I went, it was between queen and the beastie boys. So. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll let, I'll let, I'll let uh, Theo go last on this one. I'll, I'll go with mine next. Um, so my number one is going to be live. Yes. Um, which I figured AJ would probably know that one was going to be on there. Um, another one for me would be Lifehouse and then uh, Breaking Benjamin. Kind of got a theme going here, some rap, uh, some rock music. Um, my fourth, though, is really, really tough for me. Um, and I'm going to have to go a little R&B-ish here. I, I, I figured this one was so, coming. <laughs> Belle Biv DeVoe would probably be my fourth. And it, well, I shouldn't say probably be my fourth. They definitely are my fourth. Uh, I know I kind of go like rock, rock, rock. And then Belle Biv DeVoe likes sweet ass R&B. But I, I can't, I got to throw them on there because they were like, that was when they, when new edition broke up, like I got Belle Biv DeVoe and like, I had that album from the start and I was like, I still listen to that shit like to this day. Like hardcore, because I want I some poison. And to do, I have my '80s and '90s, um, you know, playlists on my Spotify. And I have a lot of that shit on there. I mean, Doomy is like a, to. a totally sexually perverted song. It's like mm-hmm. I can't believe it ever got paid up, played on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> uh. They made a clean version of me so horny and played it on the radio. So very true. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that's that so sucked. I hated hearing that fucking song on the radio. That, that actually reminded me of a song that Monty Python did on one of their albums. They did a song called "I Bet You They Won't Play This Song on the Radio," <laughs> where they just like bleeped out like you know words like randomly to make it sound as if they were saying bad Person. things. Yeah, you know who knows that they actually were and everything. But yeah, that was. A, that was the name of the song too. I bet you they won't play this song on the radio. <laughs> um, yeah, there's certain there's certain people you uh, songs songs from Arkansas and whatnot that you just can't edit to put clean versions in on a radio. I know that's why the that's why it's gonna be really interesting to see what they do at the Super Bowl this year. So yeah, um, true. You, know, you, you mentioned live, and I like live too problem is when i most times when i think of live i can't think of live without thinking of when uh beavis and butthead were watching the video for i alone <laughs> that, was one, yes. that was like that was like one of the best uh you know beavis and butthead videos they're like 
who's this guy? And it's like, uh, I think that's the drummer. <laughs> like, I remember that too. That was great. He came into the studio and he was like, wait a minute. You didn't bring your drums? Oh, well, you're just going to have to jump around like a dipshit then. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. But yeah, I think you can still find that on a YouTube somewhere. So, but it just, that makes me laugh hysterically every time because I really like that song. And <laughs> to hear them, you know, talking about the video was pretty. I like that song funny. too. But that, that was the song that my first wedding where Ned was drunk and he was like trying to slam dance with everybody and he was running all over the place taking his clothes off <laughs> that's not a slam dance song like that's not yeah, a... <laughs> we've, uh, we've seen that video right yeah you guys, have, yeah, seen, you guys have seen that cult classic that i don't own anymore but you guys have seen it before <laughs> so that was the wow. i purposely played that song because i knew ned went crazy during it and he sure did that night <laughs> all right theo you're four please sir <clears throat> My four. No particular order. First one is Aerosmith. Next one is Nirvana. Next one is TLC. Ooh. Because I knew there was going to be R&B on there somewhere. Because there's a certain song that got me in with the ladies. And um, Scrubs? my last group. Yeah, they didn't want no Scrubs from you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He wanted some red light special though. Oh, um, and then <laughs> my last group was Boys to Men. Nice. That one is the one that always went over to ladies. Play a little Boys to Men. Mm-hmm. Sweet Jesus, it was. <laughs> I, have a, I have a Boys to Men song. Do you? Yes, their edition, uh, their rendition of Silent Night, because it was from the Now That's What I Call Christmas compilation. They did. Uh, they redid a Beatles song. I can't remember which one though, off the top of my head. I don't remember. I have their. I have their Funko Pops for the three of them. So. My uh, my first thought would probably be Yesterday, but it could be other Beatles songs too. It, I think it might have been. I kind of. Well, yeah, I, I say that. I say that because Yesterday, I think, is the most most covered song uh, in history. And also because that seems like a song that boys to men could could do very well, like it, it's something that would fit them. So, just a sec. Oh, I don't have that yeah, one on. Those here, are right? my four. I didn't copy that. I one. was a huge boys to men fan. Oh, they were awesome. <laughs> Fuck yeah. That's, um, that's, that's that's an interesting eclectic group, Joe. I um, I like to listen to I'm I listen to a lot of different genres of music just overall. I was huge with Aaron Smith back in the eighties when I was growing up and, you know, going from that to Nirvana boys and men and TLC in the early nineties, I was just, just. I have, yeah. I, I, I like Aerosmith a lot. They, they'd probably be in my top 10. If I were to, if I were to list like, you know, list them that way, there's a lot of Aerosmith songs that like take me back to certain place times and places in my life though. Um, and frequently one of them is uh like uh for like five years in the 90s and like four years straight we went to this one little town in north carolina on vacation every year called ocean isle beach uh mm -hmm. it's like it's a small like resort town it's like literally right on the beach and everything it's one of those places that you know if global warming is true about water levels rising may very well be underwater in about 30 years but 
um trying to think of something like that but anyway it's just like i was listening to like like the get a grip album a lot because it was around that time that uh-huh. that one came out. so like like if i'm like listening to my ipod and like crazy or crying come on i'm like i start daydreaming about being back in ocean isle beach and then i usually have to skip the song because i'm like yeah i'm in the middle of my work day where i'm trying to get work that i don't want to be thinking about hanging out on the beach when i was 12 years old Joe, yeah, I, this, yeah. is, this is this is specifically for you, Joe. I, it says Scarlet Boudreaux, but do you guys want to see me make an OnlyFans blink twice for yes? Oh, she's gonna do it, and the, the, all the everyone's gonna tell her that everyone's gonna blink twice for it. God forsake, yeah. Uh, Guns and Roses was a close, was another one that was very close to being on my Mount Rushmore, but yeah, and, uh, you were right with yesterday. It was yesterday ah, that they did. did. Biggest problem with Guns N' Roses is that their career was so damn short. Yeah. And it's funny, I did not like 80s hair bands. Like when 80s hair bands, like for the longest time, like I could not stand 80s hair bands and the music that they put out. When I go back and listen to it now, I have a lot more appreciation for it. And I really actually enjoy it a lot more because it's really good rock music. At they that time, I was so like, I, I didn't like it, not because I didn't like rock music, it's just because. I got so sick. It sounded like I was hearing the same band over and over because they all had the high pitched right. singers, a lot of high pitched right. singing, yeah. a lot of hard guitar riffs and drums. Like it all. It's a David Lee Roth up in there. <laughs> yeah, that's all. That's why, like uh, the analogy that that uh, Paul Heyman told on the Rise and Fall of ECW DVD is always like how true to me. He said he felt like like the wrestling industry had become like had become like hair hair band music where like it was kind of like everybody perceived it was like all the same and everybody was doing the same yep. stuff then nirvana came around and it was like a kick to the balls to the industry where like everything instantly changed and every and uh you know with what was going on grunge music yeah and then he said he felt ecw did the same thing to the wrestling industry and i can see that analogy so um but yeah it's like yeah it, it did kind of change like all of a sudden it was Guns N' Roses and Bon Jovi and Poison and Van Halen to an extent and, and those types of bands. And all of a sudden it was Nirvana and Pearl Jam and Soundgarden and Alice in Chains and Stone Temple Pilots and, you know. Yep. Three Six Mafia's first video was Tear the Club Up and it was in an ECW ring. Really? ECW yep. footage. So that's why I started liking them because of, of that song and it, it, they had ties to ECW then. So it's really funny that they ended up making Mark Henry's music. Clearly they had wrestling ties. And if you go back and listen to Wu-Tang's music, they make a lot of wrestling references in their songs here and there. There's always wrestling. I mean, everybody remembers that pay-per-view where Method Man was all decked out in his DX shit. So <laughs> in the crowd. So. Oh, yeah. Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang makes a lot of wrestling references throughout their many, many songs and CDs, but Three Six Mafia, their first video was Tear the Club Up, and it was in ECW ring and with ECW footage. Yeah, and yeah. And crazy. Three Six Mafia's uh, Mark Henry music, I feel, is one of the uh, kind of more underrated wrestling themes um, from the last little while here, but it's definitely one I would put, like, Reg is, like, one of the better ones as we were talking about that topic not that long ago. Yes. All right. Well, that does bring us to the end of our show, and we appreciate everybody that's listened this long and tuned in this long, wherever you're catching it, YouTube, watch it live on Facebook as we recorded, or if you're catching on any 
any of the audio versions, which is, you know, you got uh, Stitcher, you have uh, Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, uh, Pandora, like there's, uh, I can't even name. You need to start all. writing the list out. I know. Yourself. I need to write. A fu- <laughs> I need a fucking list. I know. It's terrible. I should have a list. People are listening to this and they're like, "This guy doesn't even know what the fuck they're on. What the hell's wrong with him?" <laughs> I do. I just can't remember it all. I really do need to have a list. I'm gonna put it right here, and the next time I'm gonna have a list right in front of me and read it like this. Um, do it. But but yes, um, wherever you're catching us, we do greatly appreciate it. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We will back, be back again next week with another episode, and then uh, we'll be live. And we won't have we will not be recording that and releasing that an audio version. Our uh, watch party for Survivor Series, but you can catch us live on Facebook. And please remember to join us on Facebook Live that Saturday. Or that, I'm sorry, that Sunday for Survivor Series, so you can possibly win cool ass free free win the free shirt you know and and, uh be able to support us and you know which is always kind of cool so we hope to see you then we're gonna sign off we're gonna say good evening good afternoon and good morning and we'll catch you on the next episode